0: from the streets of gotham to the furthest federation outpost the brave and bold ambassadors of the nerd nation bring you the best in reviews interviews and more prepare for fun in-depth looks at comic books movies and much more grab your passports crank up the sound get ready because nerd nation radio is on the air nerd nation radio back at ya hi hello whatever it's the three of us it's me kurt me gene and i'm not dead and jack who's back from uh scouting locations turkish hot baths yeah Ooh. we were looking for places to go on our our world-spanning trip and jack has just come back from thailand where he spent many a day on the mile, I heard, and the uh, the sticky, sticky mile.
1: Oh, Jesus!
0: <laughs> drinking some coffee. Do I want to know what that is? No. Okay. Uh, um. Anyway, what were we doing today? <laughs> One of us didn't get a lot of sleep. <laughs> Jack's back. Jack's back, and we're grateful. One of us, like every other week, and is drinking a uh, some sugar with coffee in it. <laughs> There's a lot of caffeine flowing here in the Nerd Nation Studios
1: today, yeah. which is good because we got a, a awesome show. We want to keep high energy, high energy, right,
0: Jack? Yay! All right, Jack is still jet lagged. Oh. Sure. oh, there's my phone. I forgot to turn down. Ah. Usually I'm good about that. But I forgot. Do
1: you remember what the, the song "Pure Energy" from
0: the yet. '80s? It had like Star Trek uh, clips in it.
1: No, pure I don't March. remember that. It was terrible. This song. Like every once in a while, there'd be a, a, a Spock book from Star Trek in it.
0: Hm, I don't remember. That. That's what's gonna go in this show. Yeah, exactly. For like it, pure energy.
1: Yeah, find it. Really I don't know. How weird. There. Yeah.
0: After the show, I'll play it for it. Anyway, uh, we're alive. We're here. Uh, we're barely functioning. Uh, true. But that's okay, because the, the subject matter of the show was awesome. We have a wrestling event to predict, right? Yeah, the Royal Rumble's coming up this weekend, if you're listening to us at a in a timely manner. <laughs> if not, then it, the Royal Rumble 2019! Yay! Yay!
1: If you're a betting man, you should follow my picks. Because I have the best track record.
0: Uh, he did, yeah, he, he was having it, and then he started to get beat a little bit. Anyway, uh, we're gonna do some wrestling picks, we're gonna do some news, we're gonna do some box office talking, and then, uh, Gene's got an interview. Yeah, Travis Gibb rejoins us in the studio to talk about his not one, but two
1: Kickstarters going at the exact same time. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Not one, but two.
0: Not yeah, two. There you go. So should we do some news? Let's do it.
2: Hello, you beautiful freaks. This is James Masters, Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, giving you my fake British accent. It is time now for Nerd Nation News, where all the news that's fit to talk about is given to you
0: for free. So listen up. Oh, starting off real quick. uh, Amazon's new Invincible series has cast two people. It's an animated series, so it's just voices. Oh. Carrie Phaeton. Payton, hey. sorry, Carrie Payton, who does the voice of Cyborg, as well as plays Ezekiel on The Walking Dead. Hmm. He will be uh, one of the voices. And then Steven Yun, who played uh, Glenn with the Bastion Head from Walking Dead, will also be on it. Uh, the cast also has Zazie Beats, Zachary Quinto, who played Spock, and the newest, mm-hmm. uh, well, not the newest Spock, but, you know, the second newest Spock. Right, right.
2: yes.
0: Clancy Brown, who's Mr. Crab from... Uh, <laughs> from SpongeBob? SpongeBob. You didn't know Clancy Browns, Mr. Crab? I, I did not. If you saw, do you know who Clancy Brown is? Yes. Okay, yeah. Mr. Crab. Uh Jason Manzukis. Manzukis from uh uh what was the show I used to watch all the time with the the football, fantasy football, the the, the league. league. Yeah, the league. And also a million other things. Jillian Jacobs from uh, community, Andrew Rannells and Chris Pfft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Diamantopolis. Diamantopolis. Demant- anyway, those people are all in the show. Uh, so, Carrie Payton. I like Carrie Payton. I'm a big fan of Teen Titans Go. How close are we to actually seeing this cartoon? I'm assuming later this year, maybe. Because I really like Invincible.
1: I, mean, I think all three of us are pretty big fans yeah, of it. Yeah, we're all big fans of that. Oh. So, there you go. Whoosh. Whoosh.
2: Whoosh. Whoosh.
1: Okay, um, the 18th Marvel movie to come out is the first one, superhero movie ever to get an Oscar nomination. In fact, almost dominating the Oscars, uh, they're up for Best Picture, Best Original Music Score, Best Coffin Design, Sound Mixing, and then two others <laughs> that are less important than those. Um, it's pretty exciting. Also, Into the Spider-Verse is up for Best Animated uh, Movie, so... Things go well. I mean, there's a lot of competition for Best Picture. Black Klansman's on there. Um, What else? I know people were surprised that if Beale Street could talk, did not get nominated for Best Picture. I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen it either. I saw Black Klansman. That was good. Black Klansman was really good. Um, I mean, I'd I'd like to see Black Panther win it just because it would be the first superhero movie to do so. And for that that to win and then Spider-Verse also to get Best Animated would be a great night for the Oscars. Yeah, I don't I don't think Black Panther's gonna win. No. No chance. But even the nomination is a step forward. Superhero movies are being recognized as important things now. It some of them. Some of them are not, but we'll have to do
0: our um we'll have to do our, our Academy Awards uh picks. Like we did last year, remember? Yes. Yeah, we did a few. So to elaborate on the picks of what the actual twenty nineteen Academy Award best picture nominations are, yeah. You got Black Klansman, Black Panther Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. A lot of people are saying A Star is Born is the uh, the lock. Yeah, I haven't seen A Star is Born yet, but I will tell you, I've seen Green Book. And I really like that movie. Really? Oh, it's a good movie, yeah. It's got um, M- Marshalla Ali, who's in True Detective and, this um, season, and uh, Viggo Mortensen. Yep. Aragorn. That movie's still in, that movie's still in theaters. Yeah, I saw it at the drive-in across the street. It's, um... <laughs> it's good i liked it i enjoyed it uh you- i i haven't seen vice yet i want to see vice and then there's a few others there i'm gonna try it beale street and what's the other one i forget the other one. Oh, star is born yeah no. that's already out I'll, beale I'll, street's I'll... not nominated oh okay no, that's the one thing that people were surprised Here's the wasn't. thing like i don't like music movies and stuff i certain ones i'll check it out whatever yeah. A Star is Born. Yeah, it's got Gaga. I know in they it. made a, a fit that uh, Bradley Cooper got snubbed. Really? Yep. For his okay. his role as Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, the Rocket Raccoon and Lady Gaga movie. I'm personally offended that Rocket Raccoon did not did not get nominated. I might take that one out, soon. All right. Well, let's go with Whoosh. Whoosh. I got another one. I got some first. Wait, I got another one because I got what, more. I got a bunch. Oh, I, I suddenly have a bunch, whereas you have two. Well, it's because I was told to get two. Well, I got more than two. Okay, cool. So. As of yesterday on Instagram and all over the interwebs, Twitter as well, uh, Jeff Bridges has a little oh, yes. secret thing out there. Yes, we see the dude walk out and just kind of give everybody a look. And then can't can't be living in the past, man. Stay tuned. Uh, February 3rd, 2019, which is the day of the Super Bowl. Ooh. That date flashes up on screen. Hmm. Uh, it looks like Big Lebowski too is going to get announced. That would be awesome. Super excited for that to happen. Very as long as cool. it doesn't suck. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a good chance it'll suck. It'll it it could, but I don't know. Like uh, the Coen Brothers, they did that Ballad of Buster Scruggs on Netflix. That was decent. It was fun. I never saw it. It's an anthology thing. It's That's good. cool. I like. I I trust them. Okay, we'll see. I'm glad you do. You trust them with your life? Yeah. Yeah, Alright, I mean, then put, put up or shut up. Yeah, Joel and Ethan good friends of mine. So, if this movie sucks, what are you gonna do? Die. Die. How? I'll kill myself. Okay. There we go. Got <laughs> it's more on air. 100%. Got more of it, bro. I got more of it real quick. No, it's Jesus. not on air. I'm not gonna kill myself, folks. I'm cutting that part out. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna call the suicide hotline. What I would do. Whoosh. Yeah, whoosh. So, moving along, um, as you guys know, I actually like playing games, unlike you two do. <laughs> I so there's, there's three new too. expansions coming out for the uh, Warhammer 40k kill teams, which is uh, the 40k version of their small tactical squads, right. which go anywhere between 6 to 20 figures, as opposed to the, the larger scale 40k matches, yeah, which you can like... have hundreds of. Um, the, big, the big one that's coming out is going to be Kill Team Arena. It's going to offer a new way to create balanced competitive matches, which is what it's actually bringing to the game this time, mm-hmm. as opposed to just story-driven matches and stuff. It's going to include two double-sided game boards, which is what the last box set they came out with, but that one sold out, the mm-hmm. original core box. It's also going to come with a new 64-page rulebook that's going to cover interior location combat and new arena objectives. Uh, I'm not 100% positive on what the arena objectives are, but I'm pretty sure they're going to be objectives that one would need inside of an arena. <laughs>
2: that's,
0: a, that's a good call, Jack. I'm, I'm calling it now. <laughs> It's also going to get you two decks of objective cards and a a deck of 28 battle brother tactic cards, which I don't know what those are. Hmm. The other two sets that are coming out are going to be a Theta 7 Acquisitist Team Starter Set, which is the Adeptus Mechanicus. They're the ones that believe the human body is not perfect, and they enhance themselves with robotics.
2: They're pretty cool.
0: I like them. They're neat. That's going to come with six characters plus the all new commander tech priest, some crap I can't pronounce, Valak. And then you're getting the Gene Sealer faction, which um, believes that humans aren't perfect and you must worship the uh, Tyranids. Hmm. So they're modifying their bodies to be better in line with Tyranids. That also comes with a handful of new figures. And, um, ooh, it features a three armed alien hybrid. Greshen Starn nice. plus 5 other models those should be up for pre-order pretty soon which means they will come out
1: in a week or two I'll tell you people that are in the Warhammer are really in the Warhammer because it's not
0: cheap to get into not only is it not cheap to get into plenty of people who play those games are assholes <laughs> oh geez. jeez louise if you do not paint your figures they will not play against you and you can happily tell them to go sit on a stick cause but, if you can't paint your figures I don't mind killing you yeah, look, man. Just it's paint, just a game, bro. paint your friggin' figures. Exactly. Yeah, I, just I, spray paint them gold. Or no, you know what? Just do what Gene did. Dip them inside the nail polish containers and call it done. That yeah. was beautiful. That was a pile
1: of garbage. I, I'm surprised to not hear you reporting on the tri being released by WizKids.
0: But you see... The, the problem is, is it's WizKids, first of all, and Heroclix. I don't like that game anymore. They suck. I'm not gonna report on crap that I don't find fun. Okay. Because every set that they've come out with since Nika has taken over—is it Nika or Neca? I've heard it both pronounced both ways. It's it's Neca. So I've heard N- Nika. Neca. Nice. Since Neca has taken over, not so good. No, it gets worse. Hey, I got one more piece of news. Don't put your finger up. Whoosh. Hey, I got one more piece of news. Don't put your finger up at me. See, we're doing that again. Whoosh. Hey, I got a piece of news here. Anyway, uh, Teen Titans Season 2 is gearing up for another member. A calling went out. Ooh, can I guess? A casting call went out. Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Tara. Uh, The casting call reads, looking for deaf actors. Hmm. Uh, Jericho. Casting associate season two of DC Superheroes Titans, because of the context of the role, we would really like to look for actors who are deaf or hard of hearing and are fluent ASL uh, sign language. Male, twenty to twenty-four, mixed Latino or mixed Asian. Who was the who was a deaf member of the Titans? Jericho. No, he's mute. It's, yeah, on. it's close.
2: <laughs>
0: I, I I'm I'm assuming it's Jericho. We well, also said Latino. That's okay. They can change whatever they want to change. I'm
1: trying to think of some
0: deep dive titan I'm not thinking of who is deaf. Jericho. And Jericho did use sign language. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm assuming it's Jericho. No. Uh, the Titans TV show hasn't been known to take some liberties with uh, some of the things they do and some of the goofiness there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they just go, oh, hey, we're going to change slight ethnicity or, or disability. Who cares of a if they change the ethnicity of somebody? Um, but, yeah, I'm assuming have, they're uh, looking for someone who is fluent in sign language, which would be a calling card of, of Jericho's. So, there we go. Jericho, Titan season two. Excited couldn't, for it. Couldn't be worse than the first <laughs> season, <laughs> where the nuclear family was uh, the main villains through. Pretty much throughout the entire season. <laughs> That's incredible. Whoosh.
1: Okay, uh, DC Comics is going through some restructuring and is laying off seven employees as a result. They want to put a greater focus on publishing, is what they say. Uh, they also reorganize into three areas. Focusing on editorial, production, and manufacturing. And the newly formed publishing support What are they going to
0: manufacture? Comics. DC doesn't do Comics. Toilet that paper.
1: There you go. Well, like they try to. That's what DC's good at. Uh, that 2 fly baby. Among Sorry. the layoffs, Senior Vice President of Sales, Trade Marketing, John Cuttingham. Vice President of Consumer Marketing, Eddie Sch- Scannell.
0: Oh, listen to Gene butchering names all
1: of a uh, sudden. Eddie Scannell. Scannell. Uh, Senior Vice President of Art Direction, Mark Chiarello. Uh, a lot of people are online um, questioning why Mark was let go. Apparently, he's the the big fan favorite here are all the people who have been fired. Well, he's, yeah, he's a good artist. I I've mean, his, his last stuff.
0: name is almost Cheez-Its. Why would he not be popular? cheez are amazing. Uh, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they let go of a bunch of people. Whoosh. <laughs> Fun fact, those seven people are 3% of DC's total staff. Uh, make sure you listen to We've Got Issues episode coming up this weekend, as Kurt recommends a couple of people to be re- fired from DC Comics, <laughs> including a G.F. John's. G.F. John's. G.F. Joffrey John's. Ooh. Oh, nice. I like that. As the two of you know, we're excited for the upcoming um election. Yes. <laughs> also upcoming Galaxy's Edge theme park edition at Disney's. Absolutely. Parks. Yeah. They're making a comic. Yay, Galaxy's Edge. Called Galaxy's Edge. I didn't read the post, so I can't tell you much about it, because I just found it this morning. I wonder right. if there's new characters, or what it's going to um, be all about. It's saying it, the, the first of five issues, which <laughs> is covered by Rod Reese, will be on sale in April that's cool. I like I like Rod Reese's art. Um, it's saying, The First Order threatens the livelihoods of various merchants, smugglers, and travelers who make their way to Batuu and the Outer Rim, including a Thornian antique collector, Doc Ondar. And Dash Rendar. God, I hope Dash Rendar's <laughs> in there. But no, it's a five-issue series from the looks of it. And Jackson. And so Jackson. I, I hope they kill Jackson. They're introducing Doc Ondar in the first one, and Sleepy Ondar, and then, <laughs> and then Grumpy Ondar. Sneezy. <laughs> seven yes, Seven in total. <laughs> but no, um, they don't really they haven't released a whole bunch of stuff, but we'll see what it's like. It can't be as bad as other Star Wars comics have been.
1: That's a neat idea. and They can sell it in the shops there at Disney, because they have started carrying comics in a lot of those shops. Good for them. Well, I'm they've glad been carrying Disney. comics and, and Disney for a long time. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. they have, like the trays, like the Figment trays and stuff. Maybe yeah. one
0: day Disney will start doing good stuff again. Disney does good stuff. Not their current movies. Uh, I liked uh, Aladdin Wait till Toy Story 4 <laughs> and, comes out Yeah Toy Stories I liked all the Toy Stories the hunt for Bo Peep Oh boy Cause the first three Were original First three are phenomenal The first one's original Wait. Two and three aren't that original They're all Don't phenomenal. bash Toy Story Yeah on, I mean. on a serious l- level Toy Story's alright. 2, and 3 You on. are a piece They're of They're good Jeff. movies Toy Stories Alright Alright, if we're gonna bash Disney, let me bash them on something that I'm actually gonna be able to bash them on. Okay. Okay. Originality. They're not. Wait, what? Original, like how? Movies. Give me an original movie that Disney's done in the past ten years. An original movie? Mm Mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean. Not original. It's original. It's based, on it's based on their ride. based on their ride. The story's original. It had nothing to do with their ride except for a few moments. But the first one came out more than ten years ago. That's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah, that's true, because we went to see it at theaters. Um yeah. let's see. Uh, Tron 3. <laughs> there is no Tron Three <laughs> yeah. Well it would have come out. Look, there's something out there. <laughs> the it's Star just, Wars we'll movies, the Avengers on. movies, I mean. The on. only movie that they've come out with in the last ten years that's been original was Maleficent how is that original it was an original telling of the maleficent they changed maleficent's backstory so it was original did you see it i did it was all right okay it wasn't a horrible movie but everything else that disney's putting out right now for their big movies are remakes of the 90s movies just live action high school musical let's move on More i already 10 years ago i respect your opinion
1: and politely disagree disney's been product respect trap. that one bit
0: <laughs> whoosh You can't whoosh my story. (laughs) It's over, Jack. What else do you have? Does anybody else have anything? No, we're just waiting on you to keep rolling through with your 15 pieces of news no one cares about. I've got one more, and then that'll lead into the All uh, right, we'll do it. Oh, great. Let's do it. So the one big piece of news, and this has come out just in the last day or so, and I think it's kind of a big deal because it's weird. Uh, Supposedly, according to Big Daddy Dave Meltzer, Who? He's a he's a big wrestling uh, blogger and, and and reporter. Trust me, cousin but. to Brad Meltzer. Tra- oh, <laughs> anyway, according to him and a few other people, now it's been sort of relayed and regurgitated that Ronda Rousey's oh. wrestling career could be over uh, with WrestleMania. Why that she's looking at starting a family and everything else? And yeah, because so she that's was not... whining about that earlier. She was this whining year. about it a little bit earlier this year, and that was whiny of her <laughs> to say the least. Uh, but yeah, yeah it looks like The fans don't understand what it's like to be on the road all the time, man Yeah, no crap That's what she was crying about right. well. It's like, lady, you signed the contract You knew what you were getting into Why are we complaining about this? But there is rumors that supposedly this was always going to be a very temporary deal mm-hmm. So this would be mean, a, like a solid year worth of her working with WWE this, She signed up to what, 2022? I don't think so If she's leaving after this, then that's but, it But I mean, they can. she can break the contract Yeah, I mean, they could work I'm something out I'm sure there's a clause to get out They could work something out. They could also keep her as like a part-time thing like Brock Lesnar does. But anyway, that's the big rumor is that she could be done after WrestleMania. And that could uh, affect some of our picks coming up right now as we do our Royal Rumble wrestling picks. That's right. It's time for some Rope Break. Put the Rope Break music in here. Ding, ding. Nerd
1: Nation Radio presents the Rope Break. Curtis Southern brings you the biggest wrestling news, rumors, and more. Is Stephen Amell wrestling in this? this uh... Stephen Amell
0: is not wrestling in Damn this. Damn it. He'll probably be wrestling it says for here, uh, All Elite Wrestling. It, it says at... here that um her contract is good till 2021. Oh, so they'll probably keep her around for some <coughs> small stuff, but not, not anything big. <laughs> Jesus. That's it. Yeah So weak Or maybe like some like special shows like show up and like, It's Ronda Rousey Bam bam You can't see me And then she'll <laughs> beat people up Yeah And then go away Anyway we're, we are going to pick uh, Our picks For the Royal Rumble matches Coming up this Sunday On, on uh, the WWE Network Yes we is Royal Rumble is one of my favorite pay-per-views Is it? It's it's actually is my favorite WWE pay-per-view I like the Royal Rumble I like the match because you don't know who's coming down when, you know every couple, every other minute and a half. Anyway, oh that one I've seen that. That's pretty yeah, fun. It is fun. Yeah. This this weekend, Gene, uh, Gene I believe did win this last year. When I'm we trying were to pull this. it up I right now. I think so. No duh. Or maybe we did we start with WrestleMania? I don't. Know. I don't remember. I don't think we started with WrestleMania. I think we started about halfway through the year. I think we started like SummerSlam. Maybe. Anyway, Gene, Gene has a good track record of winning. A lot of these. Despite having zero
1: knowledge of wrestling. Yeah,
0: it works like this. Gene doesn't watch wrestling, doesn't know anything about wrestling. The only thing he knows is from what he sees here when he's here. Uh, Jack is a fair-weather friend, watches highlights a lot, and, uh, you know. It's the best way to watch it because it it cuts raw down from three hours to an hour. And Curtis wakes up at 3 o'clock in the morning to watch Japanese wrestling from time to time. (laughs) Yes. And then be exhausted for the rest of the the weekend. Um, Anyway. You know you can record it. Yeah, that's true. I could, <laughs> but, but not, I don't want a, to. Yeah, I don't want like to.
1: You, it's like Tuesday nights you want to watch Flash at 8 o'clock. And it's, yeah.
0: it's, it's appointment TV. You want to watch it live. Except Kurt's Tuesday nights, Tuesday. Saturday night at 3 o'clock at three in the morning. morning. Right. And my my Tuesday on. nights do consist of watching Flash, but having my kids complain every commercial because I flip over to wrestling. So <laughs> that's how it works. Um, here we go. We're going to start with a couple of the smaller matches, and we'll work our way up to the big Royal Rumbles because that's going to be a toughie. Kay. Cool. Uh, Let's see, the first match is for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Chips. It's The Bar, (laughs) made up of Sheamus and Cesaro, versus The Miz and Shane McMahon. The world's best tag team team.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not voting for them because
0: I, I just don't like the sound of them. Okay.
1: So the first people, you think? The
0: bar. Yeah. I'm taking Shane McMahon and The Miz. F Ooh, Max. Jack is taking Shane and The Miz. I'm taking Shane and The Miz. Okay. Because I think something's going to happen. <laughs> I think they're going to do something stupid with it, too. The next match coming up is the ravishing Russian Rusev. I know that Lana's supposed to be the ravishing one, but I don't care. Rusev is. <laughs> Versus Shinsuke Nakamura Ooh. for the United States Championship. But
1: remember Jack loves Shinsuke you remember wrong. Oh well, I'm picking him anyway. Jean
0: loves Shizuke. This, this is like Kurt's nightmare match because he likes both of these characters. I do, but I'm taking Kurt, Rusev. I, I like both characters. of these men. I'm taking. I'm going to take the exact same person that Kurt is, and that's Rusev.
1: Well, if Kurt picked all the men he liked, you know, that'd be a really long show.
0: Jack knows me so well. Uh, I'm taking Rusev because I love me some Rusev. I love Nakamura. Not America, but, I love, but I, uh, knock America. Oh, but I, I do like... love me some Rusev. Here we start to have fun. It is the man, Becky Lynch, versus Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship.
1: Oh, Asuka's the one that never wins. You guys complain about Asuka's it, Asuka's the right? one. No, no, Becky was I the one am, that was never winning. That's oh, I, okay. complained, and now I she's complain. And I complain
0: all the time because recently Asuka never wins. But Asuka is the champion now. Right now. Nah, she won. I'm voting for the man. The man. You're wrong. Yes. Because I'm going for Asuka. Like every single f in time, we have if to you we have to break all breaks. my answers.
1: Then it would probably. Are be you picking Oscar
0: too? Here's the thing: I'm picking Oscar, and I have a game plan, and I'm going to explain that in a minute. I saw a video too about why I'm. I don't think Oscar is going to lose this match. I think Jack saw a video which I was I the same video that didn't need to be made because I was saying it like two months ago. This is what I think is going to happen. Anyway. Uh, the next up will be one of my personal favorites, Sasha Banks, who used to grace my cell phone for the longest of times, versus Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's well, Championship. Well, this is easy because of the news you gave us. Yes.
1: The, the higher-ups don't like her right now because she's whining, she's complaining, she wants out. They're going to make
0: her lose. They're, nope. They'd never give her the win. Nope. So you're going with Sasha? Yeah. Sasha, who recently uh, revealed her took us on TV. Yep. Nice. That's I linked well, that to you, Curtis. More, which, which but it's going to
1: be Ronda. You
0: think so? Oh, yeah. Do his... they really
1: let her win if it's her last match? Because, it's look, not her last it's match. It's not her last After match. After
0: WrestleMania will be her All last right, match. All right, so, okay. So she... I'm, but she's on the way out. I don't Kurt's going to tell you that the reason we chose Asuka, not Becky, mm-hmm. and the reason that we're both choosing Ronda... Okay. Because he's taking Ronda, too. Yeah, I did. Jack okay. seems to know what I'm taking. I do. So explain, I know you explain, so well with this. Explain why. Ronda's going to lose to Becky at... Uh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania later mm-hmm. this year. Oh, okay. And this way, Becky stays on her high note. Rhonda's able to leave the company and start the family. Mm, gotcha. So that brings us to the Universal Championship the, match. This is where we differ. Between the Demon, who may or is may not... Is he coming out as the Demon? He said he wasn't, but I have a feeling he will come out fully painted up. Because if he comes or, out as the Demon... He'll either come out fully painted or fully baby oiled. As Finn Ooh, Balor. Wow. But it's Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. Now, I don't know if you remember who Finn Balor is, but I know you can picture Brock Lesnar in your head.
1: Yeah, I don't like the sounds of a guy that oils himself up that much, um, so I'm going with the other dude, Brock Lesnar.
0: Kurt, I have a feeling this is where we differentiate. Differentiate? Yep. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> I feel that this is where our road divides. It oh. It splits. It forks. Okay. I'm going route B, which is known as Finn Balor. Well, I will tell you this: um, it's not because I'm going Finn Balor as well. Oh, I, uh, I'm a huge Balor fan. I'm I'm an old school Prince Devitt fan. If he friend. comes out as the demon, it'll be dope. It'll be cool. I think they might save that for WrestleMania. I don't. I, I think if he could win, then see, he'll go on to WrestleMania as a I, champion. I really don't know who's gonna win that match. We will see. Here's the next one. I, I hope it's Finn because unless they start bringing Lesnar on the show more often, he sucks. The next match is for the WWE Championship. It's AJ Styles, who we recently have been discussing because of, of his political ties. And then the new Daniel Bryan, I don't... who is very much against anyone who eats hot dogs, drives SUVs, uh, because they're beneath him. After all, they're they're killing the planet and themselves. And they just wow. don't understand that. I hate both of these guys. Um, <laughs> that's the point. That's the, Daniel Bryan is gone. Like, he's like super left, like super hippie, you know, super liberal dude. Right, but he doesn't like hot dogs. I mean, that's, that's... <laughs> well. The best is like he he was fighting the one dude, uh, uh, Ali. Who came in and he, he said how he respected him until he saw him pull up in his SUV. And doesn't he realize what that does to the planet? And he slapped him across the face. Wow. That duchy. was awesome. And he does not like hot dogs.
1: Right. F him. I'm picking
0: okay. the other guy. The guy that probably have a hot AJ dog. With me. Daniel yeah. Bryan, I have to show you the clip afterwards. Daniel Bryan did walk out <laughs> into the uh, like the, the the stadium or the food court <laughs> and slap a hot dog out of someone's hand. Oh my god, F him. Hot dogs are <laughs> sent to us from God. I'm taking Daniel Bryan. Jack and I uh, once again agree. Are we gonna Are we gonna have a different? No, I think we have a tiebreaker. We have two Rumble matches. That's where we're gonna differentiate. We have to pick a winner. Yep. Here's the thing: Women's Royal Rumble match. Thirty women are going to be in this match. They each come down at intervals. Oh, this one again? We did get thrown over the top rope. We did this one before, right. Yeah, we've done. We, we've had a pick on this one before. Here's I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you a little tidbit. Here's a couple of, of names that are going to be, this. And, and I'll give you. I, I think you one name you'll pick out because just from name recognition alone, I think you'll 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 go with it. Uh, Charlotte Flair is one of the top ones to possibly win. Uh, as well as Alexa Bliss, who's returning. This is our big return match. I know you know who some of these are. Nia Jax, who mm-hmm. you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Ruby Riot, who you know. Sarah Logan. Liv Morgan. I'm sure there's going to be some surprises. Peyton Royce. Billy Kay. Um, what's her name? Nikki Cross. A whole bunch of women. I could give you the entire rundown if you want me to. You're going to have to. Obviously oh, because Jack doesn't have a winner yet? Oh, it's not that I, I know who I'm picking, but... Mandy Rose, Sonia Deville, uh, I'm sure there will be some older stars, Lita, Trish Stratus maybe, stuff like that. They're not going to win. Naomi. Who's, who's the one
1: you said was coming back, making her return?
0: Uh, making her return, Alexa Bliss. You know Alexa Bam. Bliss. Remember when she did that thing with the elbow where she can, like dislocate Ooh, her like, that, and you, I, you got all cringy. I hate that, but I'm picking her anyway. That's not a bad pick. That's actually a pretty good favorite. Well, last time it's funny because we both got in with it in the top four, I think. The last four? Uh yeah, When it, it was the it was the uh women's it was the evolution pay per view when they right. did the thing. Didn't I change my pick? But the one I originally picked one? Yeah. Yeah. Son of a gun. Go. Our all three of our picks came down to the top four. Yeah. At one point. Mine mine's a beast, my pick is, and that's Charlotte. Charlotte Flair. That's not a bad pick either. And I'm gonna tell you what mine is and I'm gonna reveal my strategy. Is okay. I see I didn't want to I, I have a feeling you're gonna pick someone that we've already talked about. My pick is Becky Lynch. Yep. The reason I'm a, now, I'm going to tell you real quick before you go into yours. The reason I did not pick her is because... There's no guarantee she's in this match. Exactly. Right. Oh, really? So mm-hmm. I can pick someone who is not well, even in the match. The thing is, is there's 30 people that, that are going to be in both of the, the Royal Rumbles, the men's and the women's. Mm-hmm. They've announced 20 participants for the men's they side like, like and 21 for the females. Yeah. So Becky has not been announced, but that's what the big rumor is, is she's going to lose the Oscar... Then she's going to enter the Rumble, win the Rumble, and then she's going to be able to challenge Ronda Rousey for the championship match yeah. at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That's, and, and here's yeah. the thing. In the Men's Royal Rumble, and, and especially over the last decade or so, it's not uncommon for someone who's not announced to be in the thing to beat up someone who's coming out and just take their place. Hmm. I feel like Becky will just take someone's place. Nice. She's probably going to beat Carmella. Ooh, I've heard about Carmella being in it. Yeah. I, I hopefully she beats Carmella. Anyway, my pick is Becky. It'd be funny if she beat r truth up and took his spot in the <laughs> r truth did announce. I think at some point he will be in the women's uh, Royal Rumble at some point. <laughs> really, that's the joke. Everyone's gonna say he's gonna screw it up and enter in that instead of the the women instead of the men. Yeah, I, you know, I like R-Truth I like r truth too. I think I, he's funny. I, I, yeah, he's funny, but like the 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 super dumb guy thing. I think is I, don't I know, hate it's a little insulting. I, insult I, after I love while. hate the stick that he has with Carmella. Yeah, I do too. The men's Royal Rumble is coming up next. Now the men is made up of 30 men. Rey Mysterio will be in there. Andrade, Cien Almas, who we're now just calling Andrade. Um, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, a bunch of big names, tons of names, all the men's, Braun Strowman. <clears throat> is Strowman in this one? I believe he's going to be in he's it. He's not listed is he as not official. Listed? The official ones that we have so far are going to be R-Truth, McIntyre. Xavier Woods, Big E, Kofi Kingston, Rollins, Finn Balor, Jeff Hardy, well, Dean Finn Ambrose. Finn Balor's not. Jeff Hardy, Ron- Randy Orton. Ambrose, Samoa Joe, Lashley, Elias, Corbin, Jinder Mahal, Apollo Crews, Andre Andrade, Almos, Cien Almas, yeah. John Cena, Mustafa Ali, and Rey Mysterio. Cena's a question right now. Is there supposedly an injury? Yeah, his ankle oh, or something? got like going with um, Ambrose. Really? Ooh, that's a good one. That's actually not a bad pick. You know why? Because I like that last name. Dean Ambrose, yeah. He's a cool name. You know what else is kinda cool? He was doing a whole like bane from the movie thing hmm. recently, like with the with the fur line jacket. The well there you go. Mask. But he was because he everybody had germs.
2: <laughs>
0: Such a stupid gimmick. Gene goes with Ambrose based on name recognition alone, which is how this game is played, folks. Yes. Jack. Uh, I know you know who the odds odds are in favorite is to win. It's Rollins. Right. And I hate Rollins. And Rollins is in a thing with Ambrose, so it could be, could be. Know. But I'm conflicted right now, okay? Because on I caught the end of SmackDown, yes. And one of my favorite wrestlers came out and beat the Holy Living Bejesus out of Samoa Joe. Yeah, Randy Orton. Right. I'm conflicted between him and McIntyre. Right. Because I really like McIntyre. Isn't it Randy I Orton? Like old McIntyre. school. Yeah, he is, is. He is an older wrestler. I'm yeah. picking Orton. You're going with Orton, who's not even listed. So I'm pulling a U for the women's. I believe Orton is in the. I believe he has been announced. Maybe uh, he's not, not, on not listed on this, you're looking at. this Fox Sports page right here. Half them, but I. You know what? No Rey Mysterio? Mysterio, Mysterio, Mysterio. Have you watched the matches with Mysterio and Andrade and Dude, They've been amazing. Holy crap! They let him do a Canadian Destroyer, which is a, a move that's pretty much verboten. In, yeah, uh, and then Samoa Joe beat the crap out of both of them. Well, that's Samoa Joe, baby. <laughs> but. See, the problem is. is, For me, it comes down. I'm going to, real quick, my pick. But for me, it comes down. It's it's either Seth Rollins or Drew McIntyre. I think WWE wants to push Drew McIntyre heavy. Seth Rollins would be my safe bet. I'm going to go with McIntyre. I'm a big fan of Drew McIntyre. You know what? I'm going to stick with McIntyre as well. Change my pick. Oh, you son of a bitch. We're, we're trying to. Like, we already have the pick that differentiates you and I. The women's yeah, just won. yeah yeah, and who knows if that'll like I can't help it we're gonna tie both, again. You're probably both gonna lose that. Yeah, the only time we I, I have ever won this is when I right. tied with him.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> yes. Actually, I take that back. I think I won once without. No, lying. it's Shh. it's been ties. Damn it! Every other time I beat you. You know what? Leave Orton down for me. No, no, I'll change it. No, that's okay. I don't want. I don't. I don't need to make you cry. Okay, dry your eye, baby. Now, nah, that guy you both picked is gonna win. And you're going to be like, son up! No, yeah. I'm the only one that would be... He'll be angry. Yeah. And the funny thing is, he he may be here, so I might have to hear an ear fill. Nice. Jack- McIntyre really is one of my favorite wrestlers. Jack did say I he... I love the gimmick that they have for him. He's so badass looking. I do have an open invitation for anybody who wants to come and watch it. Jack... You heard that. So if you guys wish to come by, contact no, 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 one no. of us, between- uh, and we will tell uh, you uh, where to go to watch it at us. Kurt's house. Between the three of us. And uh, Jack, I think, is taking me up on that, and I think he has a, an ulterior motive. It's just so he can come and he can look at the score sheet <laughs> to see if he's winning, because Jack never knows if he's going to win or not. Right. No, because I never write these things down, I,
1: I kinda I like, never. I always forget who I pick. I sort of like the fun of not knowing, but... Right. Yeah, yeah that's I fun, too.
0: Mm. Even though both of you now ask me, like, at, on Monday, like, okay, just tell me, who, who won? Who lost? Yes. Yes, I was asking. Yeah. You're such a loser. Anyway, there we go. Royal Rumble, <laughs> folks. Watch it with us. Hey, maybe Nerd Nation Radio will live tweet. Ooh, Ooh we could. It. Yeah. You should. That'd I do have fun. Twitter access. So do I. Yeah. yeah. Should,
1: what is your Twitter handle? Grazatron. in Nerd Nation Radio. Nerd Nation Radio. Right? I got access so, to both of them. So almost. if you watch the two of them, well, if, if Kurt posts for Nerd Nation Radio and you post as yours... You could both be doing it. We together. could tag each
0: other. Ooh. tagging. So yeah. guys, look for those two uh Twitter handles on Sunday for the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Oh and Saturday too for the NXT Takeover. I'll be maybe I'll live tweet during that. Yeah, when fun. is that one? Saturday night at eight. I might be here for that too. Yeah, dude, come see it. Yeah, you keep saying how awesome they are. Yeah. Dude, uh what's her name's gonna be there? Zaya. Is maybe. It? She'll be there, but I don't know if she'll wrestle, but I don't she'll know. be there. But Karai will probably wrestle. Karai does not have a match. No? No. Really? That's There's a- only like five matches. and I'm and not going to get to see that elbow drop live. No. That's a shame. That's sad. So That's that, a great go. elbow drop. Is that way. all the matches? That's it. Oh, damn. And so me and Kurt differentiate on two. Well, the, the Rumble matches are going to take up a lot of time. Right. They, they take a lot of time to unfold. An hour each. Yeah. Yeah, with 30 people coming at different points. Yeah. So there we go. There's our Royal Rumble picks. Check no back one next week. No picks huh? No one picked Nia. I don't think anybody has faith in Nia right now. Yeah, so two in. I don't even D think WWE wins. has faith in Nia right now. Yeah. We'll be here next week and uh I don't know. What what we 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 always come up with punishments, we never follow through. True. That's true. So I'm not worried about it. We still have an overall punishment for the big win lose of the year. That's true. Um just to rehash on that one, if Kurt is the winner, me and Gene have to wear wrestling gear. Yeah. If Gene is the overall winner, me and Curtis have to wrestle in jello. Though I'm not sure who's purchasing the jello cuz it's not going to work. First of all, Jack can have nothing to do with making the jello.
2: Yeah. That and then work.
0: and then if I am the overall winner, Gene and Curtis have to wear sundresses. That's cool. I'm fine with that. We can I'm go to actually the, looking We can go to the, to the, the yeah, store the right store, now, yeah. the thrift store down the street and y'all can find Here's the thing. Dresses I plan on outfit. I plan on uh, working out this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a gym start next week. I think. And... Are you gonna wear a sundress? Yeah, I'm gonna get good looking at the gym. I'm gonna get good looking for two reasons. One, so I can beat you if I have to wrestle, and then two, so I can wear a sundress, and then three, so I can wear a wrestling outfit too and look better than the two of you. Nice. Keep dreaming, bro, bro. Yeah. I mean, it have it's already there. You know. Box office time. Woo woo. <laughs> This episode of Jack's Box Average Report brought to you by Jingle. Jingle, stretch your mind.
1: Now, just for um, for a little reminder, Jack wasn't with us last week, so he didn't say his picks on the air. So, uh, have you looked at the totals yet, Jack? Yes. Okay. Oh, you did. Damn. Of course. Uh, did you give you gave Kurt
0: your pick? I gave before Kurt that? my pick before. Okay,
1: so why don't you, Kurt? Why don't you, currently, w- hold
0: on real quick? I want to go over. Everyone's one and zero right now, right? I don't know. Yes. Okay. We only had we each only had one pick last week. Uh, like, last week was Glass was the only movie that really came out. Yeah, but I mean the week before that though. The oh, batch, the week before did we only have one, or are we all one and zero, which is what yeah. I have? Yes, we are all one and zero. Uh, there were three picks uh, the week before. Uh, on a dog's way home, we all picked under, so that one didn't count. And then, uh, you and I got one right, and then Gene got one right, okay? So, I I believe two and oh, yeah, I believe replicas made a little more than what we guessed, and then upside made a little less, or vice versa, one or the other, whatever. I'm just gonna leave it at one and oh, we're one and oh, we're all tied, that's fine. So, now we're at glass. The, the bar was set at $55 million. Curtis, trying to be Mr. Positive for once in his life, as I stated last week, went with the over. Gene and Jack went with the under. Sorry, Kurt. And That, that was based on like the horrible reviews the
1: movie was getting. Yeah. So who was the winner of that, Jack?
0: Not Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> I already knew that. Man. There was another pick too, wasn't there? Nope, there's just Glass. No, just we, Glass? Didn't know. we didn't know Dragon Ball is coming out. Yeah, we didn't think about or Dragon or Ball, we didn't care. That's fine. fine. Give us the rundown. All right, so the movie picks for last week, not picks, but the, the monies that they brought in. Oh, <laughs> uh, Glass managed <laughs> okay. to bring in 40.3 monies. <laughs> 40.3 Off of a $20 million budget, so it looks like M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. Got a winner this time. He did put up, like, a lot of his own money, I think. Well, good. Uh, Actually, he totally financed that movie. Yeah, 100%. No one had faith in it. Well, that's good. I mean, that's good for him, I guess. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's great. He finally had a movie that doesn't completely and utterly suck. Right. Although the reviews say it does. I haven't seen it yet because I didn't watch any of the past two movies. He's not Unbreakable. No, he hasn't. Oh. Remember? You told me what happened on Unbreakable.
1: Oh, God. Here we go. Again. Ruin that
0: superpowers <clears throat> coming in number two I is the upside, rocking and rolling there with another fifteen Ooh. million monies. I haven't nice. seen that yet either. To I'm bring its ahead. total up to forty 43- three. What the hell? The upside has a thirty-seven point five million dollar budget. And glass has a twenty million dollar budget. Hmm. It's okay, Wait, whatever. Yeah. I mean, literally, one's about a dude in a wheelchair, but sure. Okay. Well, I don't I don't, why is that important? expensive ass wheelchair? <laughs> A lot of money to get those elevators to go up
1: and down. It surprised yeah. me that, that Bruce what Willis, Samuel L. Jackson, and um, McAvoy didn't take up $20 million by themselves.
2: I
0: don't
1: think they those probably guys, wanted to make. First off, Samuel
0: to, Jackson makes a movie every weekend. This is so Like he doesn't need. Sometimes he could probably take a cut. He's the hardest working man in Hollywood. And yeah. I mean, Bruce Willis can't be that expensive anymore. And Bruce Willis is like a runner up to Samuel L. Jackson. He makes a movie every other weekend. So, he's I mean, hoping for his Pulp Fiction again. And then, then John for. McAvoy is John McAvoy. McAvoy, <laughs> James yeah. McAvoy, yeah. yeah. Coming in at number three, we have Aquaman pulling in 10.1 Damn. million monies. Wow. Which has bumped itself up to a jaw-dropping $304 million Domestic. domestically. Yeah, that's crazy. It's well over a billion dollars internationally. Right. So they don't need any more monies. They should just stop. No, no they let them going. keep
1: going, man. Yeah, Aquaman, They need
0: they, more they? goldfish in that movie, bro. Is there a koi pond at some point? No. There was not, which made me upset that he didn't use them to catch a bad guy. But he does ride a giant seahorse-looking thing. Oh, man. Yeah, I, it, got, I still haven't seen the damn movie. And he totally talks to sharks in the aquarium. Hmm. Talks to everything. Yeah. It, that's a pretty cool scene, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's a good movie, bro. How's have worth you not checking seen it? I just haven't. Quit see being it. a loser. He I'm doesn't sorry. live across your And from then coming in at number four... Trying. We have Dragon Ball Super Broly, which brought in $9.8 million. Wow. That's pretty strong for a cartoon so, and no one It likes. gets better. Be- what are you talking about? <laughs> I brought in double what replicas did. <laughs> did
1: it really we'll get the replicas like in a second. Yeah.
0: But its total is $20 million already. Wow, wow, that's about And bad. this is its first week. Can first we- week in the States, yeah. yeah. Can I be
1: honest with you? Um... It hurts to watch Dragon Ball. It's it's horribly bad. There's there's no nothing good about that cartoon.
0: Were you working at the comic store at the time when we were always playing Dragon Ball? Or, yes. or yeah, okay. Yeah. So you got the 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 subbed Dragon Ball, the, basically the VHS tapes. Hours. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> God. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's just painful for me to watch. Because you physically can't do most of the stuff that they do, like standing up and walking? Well, they're cartoons, so... That's why there was a time working at that store and basically being there for, what, 12, 13 hours a day? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's how how long we worked every day. Uh, And watching the same thing over and over. I can understand why Kurt doesn't like it. That's why I could... At one point in my life, I could recite in (laughs) Japanese. Mm -hmm. I could recite whole scenes from Shaolin Soccer. Really? Yeah, Mm -hmm. because I had watched it a million times. Yeah. So I could, all I would do is hear him start to sing, and, and I'd be like, "Ah, oh, I, I don't. I, I'm not gonna do it now because it would sound probably racist." But like, and I don't remember how it goes because that normally stops you. But I could do the whole singing scene. And then coming in at number five, we have Spider-Man into the Spider Verse. With another 7.5 million monies, Oscar nominated, bringing movie. its total up to 158 million monies off of a 90 million dollar budget. Nice, nice. Number six, we have A Dog Ways Home with 7.1. What is the a dog's way home. <laughs>
2: That's
0: what I said. He said a dog ways home. What?
2: Never you mind. Said, a
1: dog ways
0: home. It's Benji too. Benji 2? It's. Meanwhile, if you see the trailer, you know what happens because you see the dog get home. Yeah. It's- <laughs> and the guy's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! You've been gone so long, the whole movie." <laughs> Number seven is Escape Room with five point six million monies. I still haven't seen that. I want to. Number see eight that. is Mary Poppins Returns with five point two million monies. I don't want to see that. Number nine no. is Bumblebee with 4.7 wow. million monies. That's good. Nickel and Diamond's way of success. Um it is already confirmed for Bumblebee too. Uh, oh. and it's already I believe the most profitable Transformer movie except for the first one. Yeah, but, well it's the cheapest one made. Yeah, and they so only spent it, it's 135 the 135 million on movies it movie so far out of Transformers. 135 now. million is the cheapest. That's yeah. probably why it was greenlit.
1: You know, because they're like, "Hey, we can make this cheap." And they're like and yeah. Then,
0: I have to admit the one I enjoyed the most. Really? Yeah, the I first liked one's it. okay. Nah. I like Bumblebee. Coming in at number ten we have on the basis of sex for three point eight million monies. The Ruth Gator Binsberg. ah, Ruth Gator Binsburg. <laughs> Ruth Gator Binsburg. <laughs> the Gator Binsburg film. <laughs> From the bayou, Ruth Gator Binsburg. I just see an alligator sitting on the bench for the Supreme Court now. <laughs> Squeal like a pig for me, boys. Oh, that's, that's pigs. That's you alligators. want me to pass your laws? <laughs> if you can get your hand out of the way before she bites it. Oh my god! <laughs> Deep in the bayou. And then <laughs> the Supreme Court calls its judge. Well, Ruth that's Gator what, Binsburg. That's what we didn't yeah! cover. We didn't, we forgot to cover nerd news. The guy that jumped
1: into the lion pit at a zoo. And yeah. got his head like ripped off.
2: Good right. For
0: you. Awesome. Well, to, one day we'll have to do like a news, just like a, a stupid news segment. And then coming in twenty-first place, <laughs> what? We have replicas with four hundred thirty-nine thousand dollars. <laughs> wow. Wow. Jeez. Uh, remember how you made the joke about Dragon Ball doing double? Oh, well, you're right because <laughs> yeah. replicas is total three point six million. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I'm not kidding. Yeah. How many monies it was, did, like, did it take to make it? It is currently as unlisted. <laughs> that movie was like promoted last, like early last year, though. So that movie's probably been in the can for a while. It just yeah. took a while to get out. I don't know. Even the upside, I think. Oh, it's got Keanu and Alice Eve in it.
2: Ooh. Yeah,
1: big
0: deal. I will tell you, I, I, it didn't look like a, like the worst movie I ever made when mm. I saw the commercial. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Wait until you see it. I mean, it looks bad, but not horrible. It's not Nicolas Cage bad. I don't know. Keanu's like right on that border. Yes. Jesus. He's like close to it. He does some good stuff. Like John
1: Wick's the only the reason Matrix. he still has a career.
0: The Matrix I like a lot. Wick I like a lot. I'm a fan of Johnny Mnemonic. I know Gene makes fun of that. No. No, I, I, like no, that I movie.
1: love that movie. I still somewhere have the orange VHS of that movie. Yeah. I don't make fun of that. I, I think, you know me, I'm not a big fan of the Matrix movies. I like Bill I think Ted. Johnny Mnemonic is well, who doesn't superior. Like Bill
0: yeah. Bill and Ted's awesome. Parenthood, which he's in. I oh like my that God, movie. that movie's so fantastic. So, I'm a fan of Keanu.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, so the movies that are coming out this week for January 25th are going to be The Kid Who Would Be King, yeah, that mm-hmm. will open 3500 theaters, Jack's Nemesis And Serena, oh, I'm sorry, Serenity, the 2500 theaters. I don't know what also Serenity is. Also King of is. Thieves, which was released in the that's UK. That's not listed. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's on, on our, our list. Serenity is a Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway movie. Yeah, okay. They're in space and they have to keep flying. That's cool. On the serenity. But, so, the over-under for the kid who would be king is set at 9.5. Really over? 9.5. Certainly over. Gene's going over. Yes. Kurt is going under. I hate to do it. I'm going to watch this movie. My kids even saw the trailer. They're interested in it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I just don't imagine. This is kind of a weird, dry time for movies. I'm who gonna really go is. under. Yeah, I think people are gonna go see. Because uh, they're they're saying Aquaman Glass again. is supposed to be making 18 mil, Upside supposed to be making 10.2, and the kid who would be king is supposed to be making 9.5. Aquaman oh, wow. is supposed to be pulling seven. Hmm. I think oh. Aquaman will do better. I think Aquaman will beat Kid Who Will Be King. You think so?
1: Yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
0: You know, so make that be- a little side bet. Aquaman. Yeah. Beats. Okay.
1: I'm I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna give I'm gonna be positive and think the boy who would be king will be a favorite among children. I'm going yes.
0: Okay. What you think, Jack? You're going 0 two this week, Kurt. I'm going no. No oh, wait until you see how right I am, baby. Mm-hmm. Dude, the movie's been out for like ever. And if I go 0 two, then you lose one too because me and you both went took the under. Oh well you're going one and one <laughs> See if King of Thieves is on there, man. King of Thieves is supposed to be coming out this it's week. Not it's not listed on box release. office mojo at all.
2: Oh, well, the
0: only like I said, the only um King of Thieves is not even coming up within the next month. Dang, I thought it was getting a release.
2: Hmm.
0: Next week we have Miss Bala. Yes, Miss Bala. I kinda wanna see. Looks interesting. I like I like a uh, like drug traffic. Looks like peppermint. Yeah, but with drugs. Instead of drugs. Yeah, drugs like human trafficking and stuff like that. It looks like a good See like what you know. Peppermint was. Yeah, but peppermint was more like a death wish. This looks more like a she gets she goes undercover. Maybe you don't know Narcos. But then Narcos. February yeah, February eighth, like. you've got
1: Lego Movie two. Yay. Yeah, that's gonna kill. That's gonna that's gonna destroy everything else. Yeah, I agree. I heard the Justice League cast is gonna be playing themselves in the Lego Movie or playing like their characters. Really? Oh, yeah, really? I
0: heard that too. Yeah. I'm not That's sure. Me. They've casted most of them to be their own to be their characters' voices. Well, except Batman. Well, of course, He's right? Better. Cause, yeah, Lego Batman. It's cause it's Will family. Arnett. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. There you go. So we got movies. To look forward to Alita: Battle Angel comes out on I the 14th can't with wait. Happy Death Day Two and I Fighting with my family. Don't know why, but as they're releasing more trailers for Alita, it looks better. My mm. my kids have seen the trailer for Alita since we did, were like talking about it last time we did this, which like last you know fall yeah and so my kids at first were both like man' this looks yeah, the dumb. first trailer looks stupid and then but recently my son my oldest son saw the trailer the other day and he's like why she got such big eyes but it looked really cool <clears throat> there's a lengthier trailer that I saw when I last when I went to the movies and I don't even remember what I saw but I saw that trailer Where she's like in the arena and stuff
1: yeah and she's like flipping around yeah and it and looks shit. great yeah. I
0: saw a trailer that was all animated it was called Battle Angel Alita. mm-hmm <laughs> Has a lengthy trailer, ninety minutes a so Very lengthy trailer. They they don't do anything original. <laughs> yeah, James Cameron. <laughs> James Cameron. Anyway, so there you go. That's going to round out uh, most of the month, and How to Train Your Dragon at the end of this month. So yeah. there we go. Damn, I am not a big fan of. I like the first How to Train Your Dragon a lot. Dude, but the problem is, is the second one feels so much like the first one. Yeah, that's Just why I said I like first. How do you end? A, how do you end one of those movies? Oh, you have them fight a really big dragon. They've done it twice. I don't see why they wouldn't go for it a third time. More than yeah. twice, because there was a TV show
1: where that's all it was. There's a couple There's of just them fighting the big dragon. Yeah, series. Different things. Yeah. Whatever. There was. It's whole cool. Lot to don't it. get me wrong. I like the first one. I although I I'm, I'm kind of like slanted a little bit towards it because I know my kids loved it so much when it right. first came out. But now now my kids don't even want to see because they're too old for it. So right. they have to rely on a new audience. I think. Because the old audience says, "Overgrown," it this is not Toy Story, right? Where people are keep watching it from nostalgia reasons. No,
0: it's not old enough.
1: Yeah, and it's not good enough. It's good. I liked it. I enjoyed it, but I don't think it's it doesn't
0: have that kind of staying power. So there you go. We got some big movies coming up. And then we get into March, and there you go. We got Captain Marvel. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all right, do we have anything else, or are we going into an interview? I think we're done for the day. I think we're yeah. going to go into the interview. I'm going to go talk to Travis Gibb for a little while. What's he from? Um, let's
1: see. We had him on the show to talk about Broke Down and Four Dead Bodies, originally. Um was Broke Down and Two Dead Bodies. It's a whole bunch of dead bodies. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <we'll, laughs> I, I'll, I'll have to look that up. I'll look it up and, and make corrections. Um, but anyway, he did that. He, he's currently work, working on a 100-page graphic novel called Dog Days. And, okay, sweet. Which is uh, kind of a... It, it's like... From his description, it sounds like maybe Pulp Fiction
0: with animals. Oh, dogs die, though? Jack's not going to like that. I don't know if they die or not. you got to buy the 100-page graphic novel to we'll find out. The only times Jack likes when dogs die are like when they're already dead at the beginning of the movie. Like, all dogs go to heaven. I really need to know how many dead bodies there they are. They weren't dead at the beginning of the movie. Broke down in 80 dead dogs. Oh, God. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Yipes. I believe it is broke down. In, I thought it was broke down in two dead bodies, but I could be wrong. I'm looking right now. Is it Broke Down in Four Dead Bodies? Oh, I like that oh, you man. can't remember what it was that you did yesterday. But anyway, we got I have, I've else? only given to a few things in my entire life. I only look. Broke what Down we? in Four Dead Bodies. Pow, was he right. was right. Look, the last time I gave it right. to a Kickstarter, my right. showed up bent. Anyway. I didn't ship that stuff. He's talking about his wiener. It's oh. <laughs> <Let's> detachable. <laughs> let's go to Travis I Gibbs. I have heard the song. Travis Gibbs and Gene during a rainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> I better not be better not be ready. Hey, this is Jack, and you're listening to Nerd
3: Nation Radio. Tonight on Nerd Nation Radio, we have a returning guest, Travis Gibb, here to talk about a couple of new projects on Kickstarter at this very moment. How are you today, Travis? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Gene? Doing great. Um, I remember the first time we talked to you, you were um, you were talking about your, was it your first book, Broke Down? And Four Dead Bodies? Yeah, I mean, it's not my first book,
4: but it was the first book on Kickstarter in a real long time. So we were just getting that funded, and uh, with you guys' help, uh, we got it funded. We raised $4,300, and issue two is, it's actually complete right now. I just have these other projects that we're going to talk about uh, that I had to get out first uh, before we get, get back on that.
3: Yes, I, I understand that feeling very well. I have I have finished projects sitting there waiting for the right moment to jump on. But, uh, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I have to kind of space that a little bit. So, uh, but first, tell us about the two things you have going right now.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the first thing I've got, I've got Dog Days. Uh, so, what Dog Days is, it's kind of a Zootopia meets Sin City type comic. So, it's a crime, crime noir, you know, some dogs... Are gathering into a city, and there's uh, murders being ha- that are happening. The murders are being skinned, and these animals are being fed to other people uh, or other animals. And uh, they're trying to investigate it, but it's really a deeper story than that. So take it like more of a fables or a uh, Neil Gaiman book, where that's just kind of the the basic premise. There's a lot more that goes into it. It's very deep. It's hard to really present that, you know, in the Kickstarter. Go, hey. It's not just talking dogs, but yeah, that's, that's a, a book through Evozine. Um, it's a company that asked me after reading Broke Down in Four Dead Bodies to put together.
3: Oh, wow, that's amazing, and, and the book sounds incredible. It's definitely a, a high concept, um, but as you said, it's much more than that, and that makes me uh, definitely interested in checking it out. Well, what was your inspiration for creating this particular story?
4: Believe it or not, actually, uh, somebody else had started it. So they wrote about eight pages for a magazine that uh, LZN Publishing was happening. So they wrote, uh, I think it's eight pages, uh, maybe 16, so don't don't 100% quote me. But they wrote some pages, they wrote them down. Um, And they basically decided that, hey, I really want to work on my other projects. I don't want to do a monthly magazine. I really want to get things completed uh, because this is going to be a graphic novel. So they wanted to get the graphic novel complete. So I was asked to finish up the book. uh, So I got brought in later, um, and I wrote the other 96 to 100 pages, uh, depending on how you count them. Uh, of the book, so I wrote the rest of the graphic novel because uh, one of the things I didn't share—it's an original graphic novel, so there's nothing else you're going to need. It's a complete story; you're not going to have to buy a second issue or any of that. Um, so that's how I got involved in it, and uh, it's been a fun little project. Uh, it's kind of like my first uh, Marvel or DC work, right? You know, it's—I don't get to start creating Spider-Man. You know, Spider-Man's already created, so if I I got to continue on what somebody else has written,
3: and that's not terrible. That's that's a really neat saying that you're able to do that. You know, I think that there are a lot of writers that might not be able to pick up that, um, you know, that torch and keep running with it. Um, I, I'm not sure that I could, or if I did, it would be drastically different than what the writer intended. Yeah,
4: and it is. It is absolutely drastically. Different. I took it in a completely different level. Um, and, I did, and I did years gap to break it up, so I kind of finished that guy's little story and then I, I moved forward, you know, uh, not years, but a few months to the story. But it was a little hard, but it, it's also what I want to do, right? I want to write comics, I want to write to the big two. This is my first experience on how I would go about doing that and what it looks like.
3: Yeah, playing someone else's playground is, is, is neat, kind of. It's a different kind of work because you're, you're given all the uh, details. And you're like, make these into a story. And sometimes that's, that's really neat. That's really fun to do. I've, I've had the experience one or two times working with Eric Cockrell on uh, Dulce as an example where we, he came up with the main concept and some of the characters and I filled in the world a little bit. And, you know, together we made a pretty good book.
4: Yeah, yeah. It, I think it's a really neat uh, experience, and I'm really blessed to do it. And I'm really blessed that they asked me to do it, that they wanted me to come on and finish this book. And it leads to a lot of good opportunities. If this book gets funded, uh, the company is also going to fund uh, paying for my artist for another book. And as you being a, a writer yourself, somebody paying for your artist is like – that's like giving you a free car, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's know.
3: huge. <laughs> yeah, um, it's so an incredible I'll, gift. I'll,
4: yeah, so I'll be able to develop something. And we're at 1700 so I hope we can fund. I mean, we're, we're on path, but we only got eight days left. And when you broadcast that <sighs> it, since it's Friday, uh, you know, we've only got, like, Six days left.
3: Oh wow! Um, I, I really think that a project like this um, for a full-size graphic novel, uh, you're not asking for a ton of money. So I think you should hit that those numbers.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're asking 5500 uh, and we've already raised you know uh, close to four of that. So we, we're not we're we're not asking for tons of money. It's just to get it printed, get it out. Uh, he wants to, to to unleash it at San Diego Comic Con. He's got a booth. Uh, not So not Artist Alley, he's actually got a physical booth, and and this is going to be one of the big draws as a, you know, a original graphic Oh, man.
3: That's amazing. Maybe you can make it out there. Comic-Con is a once-in-a-lifetime yeah, experience, yeah, too, for most. I've never been there to sell. Um, I did go once with uh, our engineer, Jack, back in 2012. Two of us went up there to just enjoy it, and it was it was everything i waited 40 years for. Yeah, I've never gone to the Big Two.
4: I've never gone to New York, and I've never gone to San Diego. I've, I've done Mega, I've done Boston, I've done Chicago, but I've never done the,
3: the Big Two. Well, well, I had never, I lived in New York for 30 years of my life and never did the con. Uh, I'm down here in Florida, and actually, a few years back, a company called Awesome Comics uh, hired me to go to New York and help sell their stuff. They were short, they were down a man, and I, I have friends at that company, so I got pulled in to go sell for them.
4: No, this isn't Rob Whitefield's Awesome Comics, right? This is uh, a different one?
3: No, no, this was, this was OSSM, Awesome. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they, they, they put out a few books, so was, you know, a few other things, and we were there there to sell that, which is also a weird experience. I was there selling something I had no involvement in whatsoever.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's super neat.
3: It was a lot of fun, but anyway, New York's definitely worthwhile, San Diego's definitely worthwhile, San Diego though, is, it's one of those things that no matter how much time you have, it's never enough to do everything you want to do.
4: Yeah, I mean, I feel that at Mega, right? When you when we go to Mega, which is a waste smaller, I, I haven't had a panel in years, it's not because I don't want to, I don't have oh the time with all the other things. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, yeah, I used to, I used to go as a fan quite often to Mega because I really love that show and it's it's kind of the biggest show local to to me. Um, you know, Super's yeah. down in Miami, but I I prefer Orlando to Miami, so I'd rather drive three hours to Orlando than an hour and a half to Miami. <laughs> me too,
4: me too. You yeah, and
3: Mega. Yeah, will you be at Mega this this March?
4: I will, I will, of course. Yeah, I'll be there with Broke down. I'll be with there with uh, Nerd Nation number three, because uh, we should have that uh, all taken care of. Uh, you know, I, I've got that. I should have broke down issue two, at least some version, whether it be the full color. Um, I've got the new I'm doing another noir. So noir, I did a black and white version. The crime, people really love that at conventions. So I'll probably have that. That'll be kind of a convention exclusive. you got to see me. It's not really sold on the website or the kind of, kind of thing. I'm only going to print like 100 of them.
3: Oh, that's amazing! Actually, what's really, really funny is um, my first visit to Megacon, There was a Crime War panel, and it had uh, Jimmy Palmiotti, uh, Frank Pieri, uh, Darwin Cook, and a few others. And that panel was run by a podcast, and that led watching that led me to create Nerdation. Oh wow, that's
4: really that's a really cool full circle.
3: Yeah, yeah. So definitely, and here, here's something really fun. I'm not setting up at Mega this year. However, I'm coming to see you guys. I'm coming to see you and Chuck, and whoever else is set up there, just to hang out.
4: Yeah, yeah. Chuck and I are going to be at the same table. So we have got two tables that are kind of interlocked with each other, um, and we're we're going to do that. We're going to do different signings. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to set up times for everything. So I'd love to get it. Maybe even a Nerd Nation time where we set up. Uh, you know, this is our nation. And we've, got to, cause we've got two tables. We've got two separate tables on different types, but maybe setting up mm-hmm. times where this will be the time. So if you know, you come there, we'll get anybody who's at the con who uh, needs to sign it. You know, you come for that couple of hours and we, we sign them and all that. I think that would be really cool. Oh,
3: let let me know. Cause I'm certainly in, Like I said, I wanted want to just come down and visit you guys, but I'm always uh, happy to push the show in the comics. And actually that would be neat because Chuck has a story in edition two, and you have one yep. to three, and I can bring I can bring one, so we can actually sell full sets to people.
4: <laughs> yeah, 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 that would be really cool. Um, yeah, yeah uh, people like yeah, that, that, that sometimes. Chuck was, yeah. be, Chuck was supposed to be there for uh, for you know uh, three, but I, I know he wanted to push his stuff to four, uh, which is fine.
3: Yes. Yeah, you'll be there next issue. Maybe you can you can join us as well. You're always welcome in their <laughs> nation presents. It's always well, fun got, having another person really, on board. It's really excited. Mm-hmm.
4: Really excited about my Nerd Nation comic. You know that that Reaper story that's in there. Um, it's it's kind of like, hey, I want to get to this. You know, I'm doing broke down, I'm doing this other stuff, but I'm going. That's going to be a one shot or or a two-issue two story at some point. And this is kind of the first you know, taste of what I, what I have in store, because that was a kind of a complete story. So I'm really excited uh, to, to get people to see what they think about that and see if they want to see more stories in that universe.
3: Yeah, I, one of the things I love about this anthology is, like with Nerdation Presents 2, uh, seeing people all across the country selling it at their tables, offering it as a perk for their Kickstarters, it's just it's everywhere, and that's kind of the idea. You know, everyone in that book is getting pressed by everyone else across the country all the time. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm you.
4: It'll definitely be part of uh, the pledge levels of a book down too. It'll be it's integral to helping sell that book and helping get more money to fund. You know, and that's what a lot of people don't think about with these anthologies. Uh, they don't always give you the exposure that you want, but they do help. You know, when you're doing a Kickstarter or doing a thing where you need to have add-on sales or when someone comes to your booth and you need to have extra stories, those really, really help to help you make table or not make table or help you fund or not fund. You know, these things are important. And they could be used as testing material of products that you want to produce later.
3: Oh, absolutely. There are some some neat things that have come out of of Nerd Nation Presents, actually. Um, There's a Gateway Runners prequel. Um, Dulce, for the first ever Dulce story was, was in Nerd Asia Presents too. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. I, yeah, really so I said,
4: got just... mine. I... No, go ahead. Yeah, I said I was really happy when I got mine, when I, when I got my stuff uh, together, you know, uh, really liking, liking, uh, you know, Chuck's story in there with the, the water pencils and seeing some of these stories of people who Um, like you, you told me when we first talked about like fragments, you know, this, this girl, she's, you know, she's clearly not ready to be uh, on the next level, but you know, it's a beautiful little story that she's got there that she, she, you could tell there's a lot of heart in it and heart goes a long way with me.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the thing I'm, I'm not going to throw somebody away for, for skill level. I mean, if it tells a story you're in, because I think that that's also encouraging people to get to the next level.
4: Yeah, exactly,
3: exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's cool, mm-hmm. though. Like I said, it's a good book. I hope it continues forever.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think you're going to see a big increase. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you get three issues out this year.
3: I, I would like to. Um, I mean, Michael Wagner, who puts everything, puts everything together at the end, would probably have a heart attack, but, you know, that's cool. <laughs> he'll
4: be he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He he said that mine was properly formatted. He met, sent me a message and said it was fine. So that's seven pages. That's already done for him. So I don't know what he's complaining about.
3: <laughs> yeah, come on, Mike, shape up, man.
4: Right.
3: No, Michael's my secret. He, 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 he's actually. I'll be honest with you. He's my secret weapon. I I would be nowhere without that man.
4: Yeah. No, Chuck and I really like him. He hung out with us last night. We did a little uh, impromptu Facebook Live and, and talked about it. Uh, we were talking about dog days, and then we were talking about the Advocator, and uh, he missed he them and giving feedback, and and we're talking about storytelling and how it works.
3: Yes. Oh, well, you know, speaking of the Advocator, that's the other thing you have currently up on Kickstarter, correct?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Advocator is a neat idea that we came up with. Um, it's very similar in vein of uh, it's kind of like – if Nerd Nation Radio, like, like you said, if Nerd Nation was, uh, hey, if you could tell a story, we could shake care. This is kind of the next level. So you created something, and now you want to add a little bit more exposure and help increase your fan base. That's kind of what the Advocator is. The Advocator is six stories from six different creators using their existing universe to use it. And on some levels, actually, it's using... Um, helping build that brand. So for Broke Down and Poor Dead Bodies, I have a four-page story in there that uh, ties into the big, big thing. Welcome to the Void has a story in there, um, a book, that, a story that you and I both trade, jo- Joseph Goussales, um, Mary Revised is in there. I have the first four pages, but you have the whole thing, right? The whole thing is in there, Nation 3.
3: Uh, what story? I'm sorry. Uh, Mary Revised. Joseph, Joseph story? Oh, I know Joseph has a story in there. You know, honestly, uh, Joseph sent it directly to Michael, so I don't know exactly what we have, because I haven't been able to look at it yet. I, I haven't got the yeah, PDF from Michael back I, yet. I'm, I'm uh. aware of it.
2: You, you do.
4: So it's absolutely... Okay, cool. You for
3: you. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully no, in the next day or two... I'm sorry.
4: Go
3: ahead. I was going to say, I should have the PDF from Michael soon... I know he has a lot going on at home, so he's working on in between stuff. And uh, the minute he's finished, I know I'm going to get that phone call and a PDF of my email, so I'm looking forward to that.
4: Yeah, so we've got that. We've got Binary Star, which is a great uh, thing, character came out of nowhere. She's killing it. She does an online webcomic. Uh, and then we've got, um, what else we've got in there? We've got Modern Testament, which is a great comic that. Funded on Kickstarter earlier this year. Used to be part of Insane Comics, which is really sad that that company went away. Um, And the last one we've got is uh, Grimwood Crossing, which is Connor's story. So there's a full thing. I mean, what's cool about this, this is you have an existing – so for you, like Gateway Runners, that would be an existing product that could be in the Advocator. So you could submit four pages – you can get it, and no money ever changes hands. So I don't get money. Chuck doesn't get money. Nobody gets money. We just get books. We just get copies of the book. And that copies of the book are used so we can sell them at our table, so we can do whatever. And fulfillment is all done by our third party. So really, no money changes hands except for check goes to one of us and the check goes back out to the person. So nobody's making money on it. It's, it's really to help people build their brand and build exposure.
3: Yep, and see that that's exactly the thing when Nerdation presents. I just give everyone a PDF when he get involved, and they get to print out as many copies or as little as they want to. It's it's a it's a freeing thing, and it's it's great to be a part of something like Avocator. Uh, how is that doing so far?
4: It's doing really good. We're uh, about eight hundred dollars uh, under what we need to to make. Uh, but that's really within the wheelhouse of being funded. So I, I don't really have a concern of that being funded at all. You know, just the last, as everyone knows, right at the end, you get a big jump. So that jump should be fine um, to get there. Oh, yeah. and that's that's going to go really well, and it's going to get hundreds of copies of this book into people's hands. And much like Nerd Nation, it's going to help people add to their table or, or be part of something bigger. And that rolls in issue two. We've got issue two. And I have 30 people or so who've submitted to be part of three and four. So I've got to look at them and see what they're at and kind of separate them, right? Because you want, much like you, I want people who have huge web presence who can bring in big numbers and people who can bring in low numbers to make sure that it's easy funded for everybody.
3: Absolutely. Now here's a question I always ask people, and I always get a nervous pause after I ask. For both projects, what happens if they are not funded?
4: Ah, so I have no idea what would happen if uh, Dog Days doesn't get funded. Um, I want it, I, I would like to keep it, so I may even ask the publisher uh, if I could keep it and, and do it myself. Um, so I don't know. Um, unfortunately, uh, because I'm not the publisher, I'm just the, I don't really get a lot of say in that. Hopefully, well, sure, want to relaunch it, uh, but I, I don't know if the Advocator doesn't fund. Uh, what we would do is uh, we would probably just do exactly what Nerd Nation does. We would mail it out to people and say, "All right, here. Print as many copies as you want." Sorry, we didn't. Oh, know, we made, okay, so it happens print.
3: no matter what.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think for, for that, people done all the work. The book is done. It's all put together. We're ready to, to send it out. We've got some disclaimers that we will need to do. We just got to make sure all the uh, all it's all formatted right. But the book is done. Everybody's got their parts together. So yeah, advocate will happen regardless. Um, whether or not Excellent. that's an issue too, that
3: would be the, the bigger thing. Right, yeah, absolutely yeah, that, that's understandable um, it, it's interesting because I've always kind of done almost the bottom feeder thing where Nerd Nation, is. if I have extra from a Kickstarter, that's what it always goes to, is that book, because I, I, I never want yeah. to do a Kickstarter for that book by itself it's just a weird thing in my head but um, I want to still make sure it keeps going and that's I'll do that as long as I'm able to, which really, I mean, everyone's donating their stories. There's not much delay of cost except for, um, you know, uh, Michael's time and my time putting it all together. And we're both willing to do it just to get the book out there. So it's it's fun. I'm sure the advocator would be the same thing.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, I mean, the the only thing that I would do different on your, on your case is maybe even just... When it releases, message everyone. Go, hey, how many copies do you think about ordering so we can combine? Because you can get more copies for everybody if we combine. You know,
3: that's not a bad idea. Uh, I hadn't really thought about that. I mean, I mean, I know shipping would be kind of a nightmare, but uh, it could probably be worked out.
4: Uh, yeah, but I think that the amount of copies that we could order would offset. So you may have to pay a little bit more in ship. We may have to pay a little bit more in shipping, but everyone would be getting a lot more copies than they were originally planning.
3: Sure. Yeah, that, that's actually something I have to look into for the future of the book. Because I, anything I can do to keep it going is what I'm going to do. Uh,
4: well, and it's, and it's great, too. Um, do, do you guys have a set printer that you guys recommend to keep quality the same?
3: Well, yes, uh, there is a set one that we recommend, and that's actually page-by-page copies in the finishing. Uh, Brian, who runs the show over there, his prices are, are the best I've seen anywhere, and he does low print runs if you need them to. Like, you, you can get five copies of a book from him, and uh, it's yeah, terrific. I and he, a lot about him. Yeah, man, and the quality is good. Every book I have ever done, including Dirt Nation Two, which you have in your hands, it all comes from from Brian's.
4: Yeah, uh, I was. I, I'm actually looking into them pretty heavily, to be honest, with uh, the changes that's happened with um, Kraken. I mean, Kraken's and some stuff. I think Kraken will work itself out, but right now, it's as a creator, it's really hard to go. Hey, I want to throw a book in Kraken, until we know that stuff <laughs> is is good, right?
3: Well, yeah, exactly. You don't want to be messed up by by the bad things happening to them.
4: Right, sure.
3: So, uh, you know, Pages is
4: one of the people who want to hit up next year.
3: Yeah, they're terrific. And like I said, we recommend those to the people um, working with us. However, it's not required. Um, Unfortunately, that may result in maybe somebody goes to a printer that's not as good and maybe we get some books out there that aren't up to the quality that we want. And if that happens, there'll be a conversation. But, you know, it's like I said, it's really up to the creators. And I'm sure they want to maintain quality for their books, so they'll be careful about that, I'd like to think. We have good people yeah. involved with us, you know? Yeah. But yeah, uh, enough yeah. about my stuff.
4: Well, that's our stuff. I'm in issue three, so I'm, I'm just as excited. I'm well, that's fine. true, yeah.
3: <laughs> it's going to be great, man. It's really going to be great. And there's a, the neat thing is there's a direct result of my last Kickstarter in this book because uh, a bunch of people paid me in the comics. And I was going to just scatter them in different stories. But there were so many of them, I, I decided to do a Hunger Games type story where they're, like, forced to kill each other.
4: <laughs> so Hunger Games?
3: Yeah, basically like Hunger Games. And there's, like, ten of them, too. and it, So I couldn't fit it in a small story, so it's a ten-pager in the pages of this book. And Lonnie Webb, who did the art, it's so amazing. Lonnie also worked with me on Gold Rush, which uh, should be out soon. Uh, As soon as the colors finishes up But uh, he is a talent And he's fast, he's a good guy too Uh, I like Lonnie uh, He did some stuff I wasn't sure he was capable of In this story Really really good, really really funny And uh, these ten people that are in the book Get the cover of the book too They take over the cover yeah.
4: Oh, is that what the cover was? I was wondering what that cover was, why there was a bunch of random people.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, well, once you read the story, you'll understand. So, yeah, those are the people in the uh, the story that is actually called "The Many Deaths of Jack Graziano," because Jack is our engineer, and he might get killed often in that story as well.
4: Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. No. There's, so there's a lot of great stuff. You know, Kickstarter is really good right now. Um, if anybody's listening to this, you know, obviously I need support on. Um, Dog Days, I need support and advocate. If you guys want to throw a couple of bucks, I would really appreciate it. They're, it's really helping. Um, and, you know, Dog Days specifically being funded helps me build a career. It helps me get more stories out there. Um, you know, it's been a little bit of a struggle compared to my normal stuff. You know, I funded, broke down in five days. You know, so this is a right. little bit of a struggle. You know, doing the uh, having to work a little bit. But, you know, it's all worth it, man. It's all It's all worth it. I love the drive. I love the hustle. It's not going to. What's good about it, too, I think some people, you know, they come out with all the whole of ones. And I can get that people may be concerned that, hey, where's. I want Broke Down 2. I don't want this. Well, this is just kind of a side project as I'm working on it. Broke Down 2 is ready. It's done. It's out in March. I've sent review copies out. So uh, people can get excited and get ready for that.
3: Great. I'm looking forward to it. I really enjoy that story. Uh, And so when when you mentioned Dog Days, that you're going back to crime stuff, I was kind of like, all right, that's cool. I'm definitely excited for that. I, I can't wait to see it.
4: Yeah, I think as a writer, I'm going to stick to crime for a long time. It's not that I don't have other interests in stuff. And as you've read Reapers, you know, it's it's I have different things that I'm interested in. But crime is really going to be my forte. You know, I think you need to be known for something before you start expanding sure. too far. You know, uh, Stephen King, he's, he can write anything. But you know he's known for horror, so I, I, same thing. I want to be known for crime and, and what I can do, and that's that's where the majority of my stories are going to land.
3: Yeah, I get it. I'm I'm definitely making a push towards science fiction because that's my that's where my heart lies. You know, sci fi stuff, and right. I, yeah. hopefully we'll be um, there's a, there. There are plans in process for Gateway Runners, so hopefully we'll be seeing more of that soon. It's been way too long. And my new book, Gold Rush, is a very sci fi heavy book too.
4: Okay, yeah, yeah, What's Gateway that? Runners. Uh, y- I've liked the little stories that I've read. I've only read the two that are in the Nerd Nation the little prequels.
3: But oh, cool! Yeah, the main main story takes place a few years after those stories, and and it kind of okay. explains the uh, the head the head place that Anton's in as of Runners Number One. So it's kind of neat. It's fun. The Runners is a lot more lighthearted than the prequel story is, because the prequel story can kind of rip you rip you apart emotionally by the end. <laughs> it's it's pretty rough. Did you read but, uh, this week? Have you got Holy cow, man, I just read it, like, this morning. What a book. Yeah, I loved it.
4: Right? Isn't that, like, a movie for two? Like, I haven't seen that in years. Where I The best screen characters together that I've ever that I've read in years.
3: <laughs> oh, man, and these characters, the, the new team, and I guess, uh, I guess I'm going to spoil it for you guys if you haven't read the book yet, but Beta Ray Bill, uh, I, I'm so happy to see Moondragon back in an ongoing book. I love her.
4: Yeah,
3: uh, Phyla, Phyla Vell Um, jeez, man, it's such a good team, and then, of course, Groot and uh, Star Star Lord. Wow, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, well,
4: in Cosmic Ghost Rider, people love that character, uh, uh, so they've got that. I was a little disappointed, no Darkhawk or Nova. I'll be honest, you know, it was a i I'm with you.
3: <laughs> I, more more yeah. Nova than Darkhawk for me, but yeah, there were some things I was hoping for, but I like what we got. Um, it, it's really cool, and not many people have done much with uh, with this, this. Who was once the only female Captain Marvel, um, Fawcett? She's uh, she's a neat character, and I'd like to see her uh, in the spotlight coming up.
4: Yeah, and definitely getting Moon Dragon back on the train, showing the the history of Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that that's important too. You know, because before the movies and all that, Moon Dragon was very active with the team coming in and out. You
3: know. Yeah, absolutely. I remember around uh, around the two hundreds of Avengers, like I don't know, I want to say two eleven. There's a whole story on Titan with her, and it's really, really good. And then the, one of my favorite books, New Defenders. She was a member of that group too, and she was amazing in that. Yeah.
4: Yeah, it's it's a really good team. The setup was really really cool. Uh, they've got tons of stuff to go on. You know, I I thought it was great, epic. That Donnie Cates, like he can do no wrong. Like that guy knows what's up.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what I think about this this cosmic ghostwriter guy. I like the, the stories he's been in solo, but I'm I'm just not a hundred percent positive that him in a team book is going to work. You know, but I'll see. I'll, I'll stick around for the ride. Well,
4: yeah, I hated it you know, I hated cosmic ghost right on my I thought this guy was stupid. He looks dumb. He has a fishbowl on his head. I hate this guy. And then mm-hmm. you find out it's Frank Castle. And you're
2: like, all right,
4: maybe I like it a little bit. <laughs> and then he, yeah, series right. Series was really good. Um, what was weird though, is him just standing there with all the other super, uh, superheroes who've been around forever and they just have no problem with it. Like he's been there forever.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, that is kind of strange. And, uh, this, this gathering of people, um, wow! But some of the characters look—you're looking, and you, you think you can make like ten teams out of these guys, you know. Um, uh, and, and the he,
4: actual reason why the Avengers weren't there was really good.
3: Yeah, and you know, you know what's strange? Who else was there? And I can't believe he didn't become a member of this team. Van um, Tastro, the adult Van yeah. Tastro yeah. from the Nineties Guardians book. I don't know what the heck he's doing back in this time, but. Uh, Hmm, I don't know.
4: It's weird. That's cool. Firestar was in the latest Uncanny X Men too.
3: Yes, yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on with that. Um, I don't know. I, it kind of be sometimes out the door at Marvel more more DC these days, but you know.
4: Yeah,
2: well, I think that the
4: I I I think whatever the Sleepwalker storyline, which I don't know if you saw it in Infinity War, the Sleepwalker four issue mini was really really good. And I think that that's going to lead into using some of these characters, these 90 characters, some of those new warrior-type characters, in their own little That'd be fun. Thing.
3: That would be absolutely yeah. terrific. I'd be totally down for that. Um, I Marvel actually is really hitting it with some certain titles right now. I think Immortal Hulk is maybe the best book I'm reading right now of anything from any company. Yeah. Um, that That's a great read. Uh, this book has got me interested. I've been reading Guardians of the Galaxy. That's been kind of fun.
4: I I loved it. Uh, I love the the young Loki. I love the connection. And, you know, I like what they're doing with that book. Um, So um, I also heard, uh, I'm not reading Dr. Strange, but I just heard that that space adventure was kind of cool. I guess he was acquiring like his own armory, like, um, you know, Iron Man.
3: Yeah, you know, I'm a little behind on that stuff too. The only Dr. Strange I've read recently is the, uh, the, the, Defenders crossover that popped up which was really really good it makes me want to go back and read yeah. the Wade Doctor Strange books so I like Mark Wade a lot yeah. I'm a big fan
4: I I am not a huge fan I'll be honest like I try to be a huge fan and I read a lot of his books like I read his whole Daredevil run and I, I wasn't a huge fan cool. but it's not because he's not fantastic you know and people don't give him enough credit he created the speed force you know right. and he never gets credit for that <laughs>
3: Yeah, I think he, he definitely, he turned the uh, post-crisis Flash, who was originally thought up by Mike Barron as being kind of an unlikable kid. Uh, Mark Wade brought him back to being a hero, I think, and that, that was pretty important. I think Wade, and this is big, big money for me, I think he did one of the best Fantastic Four runs I've ever read. So good.
4: Uh yeah, yeah, the, the that's the run where uh thing dies,
3: right? And he goes to he goes to heaven and talks about that's all Wade's run, right? Uh yeah, and then uh there's uh yeah, when Ben dies, there's a story with Doc Doom where he decides to start wearing human skin. <laughs> Pretty creepy. Um but there's some good stuff in there as well. Good good character stuff. Uh, like Ben Ben and Sue going to the movies. And you know, all small stuff like that that makes Wade's stuff really, really good to me.
4: Yeah, that's uh, and that's what I think he's best at. Like my favorite of his last Daredevil run was uh, the issue where the, the school bus goes gets lost in the snow, and he can't
3: become yeah. Daredevil
4: and he has to save all these kids. I, that was the best uh, issue of Daredevil in forever. I didn't even have Daredevil right now. <laughs>
3: uh, yep, you're right. It's good stuff. Uh, what else are you liking? What else are you reading now? Anything at DC?
4: I read everything, man. I get. I get $60 worth of comics a month uh, with a 30% discount. So I get a huge stack. Uh, I'm more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy. Uh, not because I don't like DC, just, I'm just not impressed with Usher, Jeff Johns, or Scott Snyder. You know, the things that everybody's reading, I'm, I'm not really interested. Um, I right. Love and Dance slots uh, Fantastic Four. I think that's great. Um, yes. Super fun. Um, I like I, I like the man without fear. I love Venom right now. Um, I'm liking superior Spider-Man. I, li- I like that. And they're not trying to, uh, to make him completely different and make him, uh, you know, Kane or Scarlet Spider. They're letting him be Dr. Octopus. So I've been impressed with that. Uh, right.
3: Yeah. That's, that's really good. So what about amazing uh, Spider-Man?
4: So I, I like it. Um, I I'm not loving it. Uh, I the only and the only one. And I figured out why. It's not because it's not good. It's that Ian slot has been the voice of Peter Parker for so long that I forget yes. what Peter Parker sounds when like other people write him. <laughs>
2: Does that make sense?
3: <laughs> yes, I, I get that. Slot was on there for like ten years,
2: yeah. and the slot is amazing.
3: So much- he really, really is.
4: So, yeah, I'm adjusting to that, trying to figure out what that looks like. Uh, I really like Runaways. I don't know if they're reading Runaways, but it, it feels like mm-hmm. it's written like written like, like it should be. It feels like it's written as when it came out with Brian K. Vaughan.
3: Yeah, those characters lost their way for a long time, um, and Marvel decides to just make them another superhero team, and I'm glad that they're back to what they should be now.
4: Yeah, they, Marvel was really bad at that with Runaways and Young Avengers. They had the, some of the biggest, cool things that could be happening, and they really just threw a threw them on the floor. DC does the same thing. Young Justice was huge, and they just like, eh, we don't know what to do with these characters. What are you talking about?
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're already doing it. Just keep them around.
4: <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm happy that
3: Bart. Hmm. I'm sorry. I was going to say I'm happy to see Bart Allen back. Um, I'm not a huge Bendis guy, so I hope he does it o- does okay with him. But uh, so far, so good.
4: Well, yeah. I mean, I I, I like Bendis not because I, I do hate that he just ignores continuity whenever he decides and then uses it as it's the most important thing in some some aspects. I don't like that. I wish he was consistent. <laughs> um, yeah, but. But when he did Superman, you know, the, I read that first arc; it was really, really good. You could see with continuity, he does really well. But I don't know where these kids are. Are they in the regular DC universe? Are they not? I don't know. They're talking about Superman. I don't.
3: I don't know. They make a big deal. They make a big deal saying it is in continuity. At least in all the, the interviews they did. Um, but if that's true, I don't know how. I, I know, like like Bart returned in Flash, so that's fine. that, that he popped out of the Speed Force. Um, so that's explained at least But Superboy And Tim Drake being a Robin He hasn't been for several years You know right. It's weird and Cassie existing in this continuity That totally screws me up Because that's wow. not the Cassie we got At the beginning of New 52 It was a drastically different person that we had So I don't know uh, And maybe Ben this will explain it Maybe he won't Unfortunately he doesn't feel the need to Always explain himself
4: yeah, we'll we'll see. You know, it's it's going to be tough, especially with all the crazy things like Hero in Crisis. You know, Wally's dead. Like, I can't accept that.
3: <laughs> you know, but I, I you know what? <laughs> I would like to think, and I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that DC would never do something as terrible as killing Wally West off panel in a comic. Um, right. So I, there's got to be a plan. And I'm hoping we find it out. I mean, the Heroes and Crisis has been this weird, nonlinear book for like four issues now. Uh, the last four pages of the newest issue are the most linear we've gotten, and that's the return of Ted Kord as Blue Beetle. So that's great. That's pretty awesome.
4: Yeah, and that Bros Before Heroes is probably the best line in comics in ten years. Um, <laughs> it's so
3: good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, if, it if it might be the best.
2: Characters.
3: No, not at all. Uh, I think that's probably the best line in comics. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say since in, in Infinite Crisis number one. Do you remember Infinite Crisis?
4: I don't remember a line from it. I do remember Infinite Crisis.
3: There's a in, in issue one. Superman and Batman are arguing the Batcave, and Batman looks at Superman and says, "Clark." You haven't inspired anyone since you died, and I was like, "Oh,
2: oh snap!" Yeah. <laughs> you that, are right That was a, that's,
3: Oh man, that was something else. Yeah, that, that was Infinity good crisis? stuff. But yeah,
4: Identity Crisis.
3: What's that? Was it
4: wasn't that Identity Crisis or was it Infinite
3: Crisis? No, no, this was Infinite Crisis when uh, the <laughs> one where the other Superboy comes back and the old Superman's kind of the villain. Yeah, identity yeah. crisis. Identity crisis was by Meltzer. Um, I liked Identity Crisis. I know a lot of people hate it because of the, the Sue Dibney thing, and yeah, they did put her through the ringer. But aren't you supposed to put characters through the ringer? Isn't that what you do?
4: But but think about this: like that story is so basic, and it and it, and it impacted so many books. Like it, it's just a murder mystery. And it's just as good as these big epic crises. It really should have inspired Marvel and DC to really look at these cri- these big events that they're doing and go, hey, why don't we slow it down a little bit? You know, we don't need to go to these big wars like I, the, the latest Infinity Wars. The algamations of like the Marvel superheroes, that is a bad idea. It's not that original. You already did it with the Marvel and DC, you know, back of the day wars. Like, what oh, are yeah. you doing?
3: Oh. It's recycling. I thought Infinity Wars as a whole was awful. Um, there's a lot of bad in there. I mean it was neat seeing some characters hopping around and of all the amalgamated characters, I did love little monster, but that's about it.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it was it was weak. It was really, really weak. It wasn't it wasn't on par. And then you did major ramifications for a subpar story, right? Um, and and they've done yeah. it consistently. Remember the hammer storyline a few years ago? I can't think of it. Uh, Dark Rain, I think was the whatever yeah, yeah, sure. had the hammers.
3: Yeah, um, concept,
4: right? Thor has a
3: uh, decent concept, terrible follow through.
4: Yeah, everyone had these cool cool hammers and all these things. You've got all these characters who are amazing. Um, and you're you're wasting it and you're not creating new characters. you're just giving hammers to people who don't need it. Hulk doesn't need a hammer to be badass. He's already Hulk.
3: <laughs> well that's the thing. It, it, almost, it almost seemed to me like they were like, hey, we need to create stuff that we can make action figures out of and, and that's you know that's what they do over and over again. Yeah no
4: it was it was sad and they, and they forget the things that made him good like Civil War had all sorts of good moments, but the best moment was for people who've been reading Marvel Comics for years seeing Punisher in a crossover, a major crossover, and going, wow, he fits, and he's awesome.
3: Yeah, he did fit in there really well. I like when, um, I like when the Punisher and Cap are in the same story, because Pun- Punisher has this yeah. weird reverence for Steve Rogers, and I really like when that comes out, because Punisher's looking up to anybody. But Steve Rogers is the one person alive that he thinks is a hero, and I really, really like that.
4: Yeah, I think they do a great job. But yeah, it's it was really a missed opportunity, and it's it's really, really sad that that Marvel has fallen so far on that. Civil War two was a joke, like really. No, that was the, mean, worst the worst world, thing in the world. This War of the Realms looks really good, uh, but we'll have to see. Um, I did like Secret Wars. I thought Secret Wars was really well well done, the, the second Secret Wars, but I know that people right. had to read everything to really feel how good it was. The less you read, the, the worse you thought it was.
3: Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Back, and I hate to sound like the old man now, but back in like the 80s, and even into the early 90s, a crossover, something on the level of, of uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, was huge i remember as a kid they're like "Yep, yeah, after the crisis everything started over again and i'm like holy crap and i waited for every issue to come out and i bought it and i loved it and then you know the new earth pops up and what they had they had an opportunity with flashpoint they're like we're, we're redoing everything but they didn't and that was the problem they were like all your favorite stories still happened but here's the new world i'm like what the hell does that mean you're either starting over or you're not starting over and then when they started over, it was just it was no, they weren't waiting. If you if you look at the, the progression after Crisis on Infinite Earth uh, Man of Steel came, then Batman Year One came a little bit after that, and it was almost three years before we saw Wonder Woman. they were waiting for the right creative teams to pitch a good book to start over with. They had to like Longbow Hunters with Ali, and so many good books because they waited for the right teams. They didn't rush out these books. And that's what's happening now. It's comics by committee.
4: Well, yeah, especially when you look at Flashpoint as a whole, that story did not feel like a we're resetting the universe story. Um, and I'm not saying that it was bad, but it just did not seem epic enough to, to those dire straits. You know, it was just a story, and then it messed up the whole world. Um, so that's, I, I found that was that was hard.
3: Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. They should have done it better. If you wanna, if you wanna reset the world, and I can see where Jeff Johns was going because he wanted to make it more personal, like we were saying, but he didn't succeed. Um you know, it was just a flash comic. It was a flash comic that had these repercussions that were insane. And look at Wally. Wally's coming back. He he realizes his kids are gone, and that's Barry's fault. Barry did that. You know, it's terrible. What do you
4: think? So I dropped Flash recently, and it was really sad for me to do. I just, I wasn't interested in the Strength Force and things like that, but I heard it got really a lot better as it, as it progressed.
3: Uh, the story's kind of neat. Uh, Barry's gone on this thing called the Force Quest where he's trying to go and find out what's going on with these other forces. There's, uh, there's yeah. like the Strength Force, which I hate. Strength Force is dumb. The stage Force, and then one other, which I forget. But... um He's going to these different places around the world with Iris to to find out, get to the bottom of stuff. And some of the stories are better than others, but as a whole, I kind of like it. I like Barry and Iris out doing stuff together. You know, it's kind of neat, and uh, they have the, the the Captain Cold from the future who's a hero, and that's been a little bit of fun too.
4: Yeah, I see that. I read the first of so that's where where I dropped off, um, and I was I was down with it for a real long time. Uh, but when I look at it, and again, as we talk about Recycled Tales, they're, they're really just trying to push, um, you know, a Green Lantern. They're trying to give us a Green Lantern version of Flash. And I don't think Flash needs a Green Lantern. I think right. Flash has unique... Flash is the only DC villain... Uh, has an equal rogues gallery to Batman. He's the only one who's been able to pull that off in all of DC. Uh, I think his rogues gallery is better than Superman's.
3: Um, you know what? I'm. I agree. I think um, of all the superheroes in DC and Marvel. I think it goes Spider Man, Flash, Superman, in that order. We actually did a. Uh, uh see, let me, let me let me explain this. We did a top five okay. of Rogue Galleries years and years ago in <laughs> the show, and uh, Curtis, Curtis, of course, put Batman as number one because you know a lot of people think that. Unfortunately, me and Jack didn't even put it on our list, because I just think there's so many people with such better villains. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not i am not downing Batman, but I will say I'm not a huge Batman guy. I like Batman's supporting cast. He's one of the best supporting cast around. But uh, I don't think Batman as a character kind of bores me, because he's a broken 10-year-old still. You know what I mean? Sure.
4: Yeah. Well, I, and I definitely I'm with you. I think Spider Mans are far more unique. Um, and even when you got that JMS storyline, which explains why they're all based off of animals, super cool, really, yeah. really good idea. Uh, you know, where you got Batman's were basically broken psyches. You know, various broken psyches of Batman. I think that yeah,
2: they-
4: uh, Spider Man wins.
3: Yeah, and the the problem with Batman is they're overusing the best of the Rogues. The Joker shouldn't be should not pop up every year. Um, Joker should show up every five years, maybe, because then you can tell a really good Joker story. The Return of the Joker should be a big deal. No, it shouldn't just be another issue. And and I don't know what this yeah, nonsense what? is with. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. You're, you cut out a little bit on me. I'm sorry. He's still there?
4: I said, are you talking about the three Jokers?
3: Yeah, that's nonsense, I think. Um, but, see, here's the thing, and I know I'm, I'm totally different than everybody else. I thought Dark Knight Metal was crap.
4: Okay. Uh, I didn't think it was as good as it should have been. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think that one good character of, like, you know, Batman, who laughed mm-hmm. is a cool character should should make the whole story thing. I don't think it really properly made Nth non- Metal as exciting as it should have been. I don't think it's that great.
3: Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I really didn't like it. I just, and I feel bad because I try to talk about the things I like, and I've I've been bitching for the last half hour, but <laughs> I don't know.
4: You, you're good. I, I agree with you. I don't think it was, I think Batman 2 Laughed, I get why people resonate to that, but all those various ver- versions of Batman, those backstories that I got, a lot of them were really uninspired. You know, when you got those little individual Batman Wonder Woman, Batman this, Batman that, they were little, really uninspired.
3: Yeah, I agree. Um, you go back to like the Elf World stuff, like um, Get Gossiped by Gaslight. Now, there's an inspired Batman. That's really well done. That was great stuff. And, um, and what are we there was doing a book here? where.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Sorry. What are we doing here? No, that's Batman, okay. The biggest, the biggest Mm-mm. DC book is the best thing it's doing is bidding clones of itself. Spider-Man, the best thing it's doing is clones of itself. Something's wrong, right?
3: You're, you're <laughs> absolutely right. Well, I think with DC, the reason they keep trying to do this like thing is because when when they did do the different color lanterns, Green Lantern became the best selling book of DC. It was it was topping Batman number sometimes. Like, those two books were neck and neck, and that was that was Green Lantern. I mean, he's one of my favorite characters, but he's certainly not one of those popular characters at DC, or he wasn't. Um, I'm liking the new Grant Morrison book, though, a lot.
4: I, I like it, but I, I I had just finally accepted, like, that it's going to go back to being a corpse book, and then it stopped. So I'm, I'm really confused. <laughs>
3: Well, the, the last b- bunch of issues uh, with, with the core, um that yeah. Dan Jurgens was writing was really good. And, like, Vod showed up and was kind of their friend, and there was some good stuff going on in those books, but I like the reset, and it's not a reboot or anything, it's just a reset to one guy being a space cop. And I'm cool with that for a while, because they've told nothing but big cosmic stories with Green Lantern for probably 10 years now.
4: Yeah, I'm okay with that, and what I like about it too, what I do like about the Grant Morrison run is you haven't really seen any of the other Lanterns, which has been kind of uh, the scapegoat, right, of of anybody who's writing. You know, how many of the other ones can you put in the books? Uh, to getting away from it a little bit, it's going to be really good.
3: Yeah, I think so. It, it'll be fun. And there are two Grant Morrison's to me. There's the great Justice League and Animal Man Grant Morrison, and then there's the crazy. I'm not sure what's going to happen next. um like Doom, Doom Patrol, Grant Morrison. And uh, I'm not sure which one we have yet, but I'm liking it. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be play
4: out. And and he needs a small uh, rogues gallery refresh because every time you see one of the rogues galleries, the old rogue galleries from Green Lantern that they add in, they tend to be connected mm-hmm. to one of the other rings now. And I, I'd love to see them just be a bad guy out in the world, you know, out in the universe. That's, yeah, that's okay. Exactly. That's
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm with you completely. Uh, but let, let's try to bring this conversation full circle a little bit. Um, yes, let's you've got.
2: Do
3: that. <laughs> yeah, although I love digressing and talking about comics in general with you, anytime you want to come on, that's that's just fine with me. But uh, we got to push your stuff. Uh, let's see, the most important thing, of course, is, is Nerd Nation three. Absolutely beyond everything else, because uh, you know it's our team up. It's our team up.
4: And, and but it's I, the only one guaranteed right now. Let's, let's be honest. It's the only one guaranteed that is coming out.
3: No, they're all coming out, man. I believe that. <laughs> they're all coming out. Well, um, with your
4: fans, we can, we can help.
3: <laughs> I hope so, guys. Go, go to these Kickstarters uh, and give. Uh, there's the Advocator, which is, if you're a fan of Nerd Nation Presents, the Advocator is a no-brainer. You have to buy it. You have to pick it up. And you have to support it. Because uh, supporting indie comics, you know, that, that's what this podcast is all about. And it's what I'm all about. And obviously, Travis is a big part of that world, too. So jump in, give your money, and make sure it happens. And then uh, Dog Days, right, is the other book.
4: Yeah, Dog Days is the other one. That's a, a, a original graphic novel, and like, like I said, it's complete. You know, you're not going to need to buy anything else. It's a complete story. You know, it's it's really really good. It's not that expensive too. It's only twenty dollars for the full trade, so we're not talking a lot of money here. You know, I know some trades up there are like forty bucks for any trade. It's not
2: that. So oh man, definitely yeah,
3: it can, it can be crazy. The, the price is right. Uh, obviously, we, if you've read any of the stuff that Travis has done, he's a very talented writer, and he deserves your. Uh, your support and you know, if you give their support to him, what he gives you is a solid story. So uh, it's win-win for everybody around all around.
4: Yeah, no, I appreciate, I appreciate that. And like I said, it's bigger than just a dog crime story. You will get a dog crime story in there, but there's a bigger universe. If you like, you know, Neil Gaiman stuff and fables, you're going to see a lot of the influence of that and what I'm trying to do with this book. Uh, I've got some neat things that I'm really excited about. Chuck read it and it blew him away. I did a, there's an issue in there where I tell two stories at the same time. I haven't seen that done in comics in years where the top panels are doing one thing and the bottom panels are doing something else and it works. Uh, it really works. So I'm really excited to try some new storytelling techniques and you guys coming along and seeing it.
3: Oh, that's so cool. Uh, it, it's funny that you say that because there's, there's I mean, I, I certainly didn't do an entire uh, chapter, but there's one page in Delta 2 that attempts to do that. With, yeah. with with different stuff going on top and the bottom. Hopefully I succeed as well as I'm sure you did, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I think I think Dolce probably come to Kickstarter soon.
4: I think it's easy to do. It's just hard to come out of it once you do it, right? You know, once you've yeah. done it, you know, it's it's hard to get Get back into the regular pacing of comics. This is smack dab at the middle of the trade. We're telling two stories at the same time um, and building that tension to a big result at the end, and it's pretty cool. Um, I'm super very cool. Particular segment, um, and uh, definitely check it out.
3: Yeah, one thing I realize we haven't done this entire show Uh, who was your artist on Dog Dog Days?
4: His name is Ricardo. Um, he's out of Italy, and that dude is killing it. His The art on this book is what sold me. I mean, the art is amazing. I, I'm sure you've taken a look at it. It's so killer. Um, yes. Really, really recommend. Um, we also got a really cool uh, butcher edition, like a uh, special edition exclusive with a big butcher knife because uh, the big bad guy's called The Butcher. Um, so there's some cool stuff that you're definitely going to want to check out on the Kickstarter. You can also even put your, your animal in it. So if you bid at a physical level, you, could, you actually get to put your cat or dog's name in the book, as well as your own name on the thank you page. We also have uh, where you can actually draw yourself for somebody as a cameo role. We have a few of those left. So
3: Those are very popular tiers typically. I yeah. bet you saw. Yeah, I'm going
4: gonna, I'm gonna to get some people um, in it, so it's going to be cool.
3: Yeah, it's always a lot of fun to do. Um, so we know these books are coming out, so that's the first thing. All these books are going to happen. Uh, Their Nation, Dog Days, The Advocator, you're all going to see them soon. Uh, you're going to be at MakerCon. Do you have any other conventions set up for the year? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got
4: a whole bunch in March, so I'm going to be at Revolution. In March, beginning of March um, there's an indie takeover um, that's taking place in Orlando on March 16th I'm trying to find a con um, for uh, February I don't have anything for February yet um, and I'm probably going to be at Orlando Toy and Comics uh, this weekend I'm just trying to confirm my table
3: oh nice um, did you say Comic Con Revolution going to West Palm Beach yeah. I'll be there oh well, that's a mile from my house, dude. So uh, I'll be there I'll for be sure. i are
4: gonna be there. It's gonna be
3: huge. Oh They're yeah, I'm, about that one. I'll be uh, there. Excellent. Yeah, I have to go because I'm set up at a panel there on Saturday. So. Oh nice. Yeah. Oh, what, what panel? Um, there's a gentleman named Alex Weiner uh, who's a teacher at a local college here, and. He actually teaches a, a graphic novel class, and every every chance we get, we do for local conventions. We do the state of uh, the Marvel and DC Cinematic Universe panels at different shows.
4: Nice, that's, that's cool. But yeah, I'll be there. I've got yeah. a of panels too. I'm not sure which one, but I've got a couple as well. Comics in the Classroom, I think, is one. Will you be tabling? Those oh, ones? nice.
3: Unfortunately, not. Um, the first first thing I'll be tabling at this year. Geez, you know, I really honestly don't know. I'm kind of behind with scheduling stuff. I know I have free comic day up up your way um, at Smash Comics in Sanford. Okay. Uh, there's that. I will be at UltraCon. Cool. Yeah, I'll be at UltraCon uh, in April, and that's down here in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Or is it in Miami? Yeah, that, that's a, that's an art show. Uh, you know, I've been there a couple times. They haven't done it for a couple of years. But anyway, yeah. Well, uh, so you got those coming up. Those are good, good appearances, good things to do, and you guys should check it out. Um, what is the uh, what is your your overall company name that you'll be at? You're like your table banner, I guess.
4: Um, it's Orange Cone Productions. Um, for some of them, and then some of them I'll be at the Indie Advocates table um, with Rob, depending on who's running the cons, who paid for the table. So I'll be at both, uh, depending on what's Excellent. going on. But yeah. I'll so I'll be at Orange Cone Productions. Will be mine, and then, and we, but you'll, you'll find me. I'll be yelling at you with my, my hat on to buy papes and come come get your books.
3: Cool, absolutely. So uh, Travis, thanks for coming back on. This is your second visit. We have to do a third uh, definitely sometime this year.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's just talking about Marvel and DC, I'd love it. I'd love to debate your guys.
3: <laughs> I I love I I love having like new voices come by the show and talk to us. Maybe you can do a top five with us or something. That'd be really fun.
4: Yeah. Any so anytime, time. Yeah. I I'm not one of those guys who you talk to and they're like, I don't read mainstream comics anymore. No, man. I read mainstream comics. I read mean, read a lot of mainstream comics. I love them. I read a lot of indies too, but don't dismiss it. Like Spider Man's bad because you you want to do indie comics. Stop it.
3: <laughs> yeah, you, you you know you know damn well we all love Marvel and DC. We all do. It's what got us started.
4: Right. So stop stop. Yeah. Like you don't.
3: <laughs> exactly. Stop fronting. I think that's the term the kids use today.
4: Right. Yeah. Well, of course, twenty what, years what ago, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, I'm extremely
3: there, old, so I don't know.
4: And most of these guys aren't even reading the good indie comics. They're just reading what's on Kickstarter. There's Baby Teeth, and there's Scout Comics, The Mall. There's a lot of really cool stuff.
3: If you take a minute and uh, look at it, you know? Are you reading Black Badge right now?
4: Black Badge? No, I've never heard of it, actually.
3: And they there are about six issues in it. I think the first trade may have just come out. It's about a Boy Scout okay. troop. And the Boy Scout troop, they're black ops soldiers. These kids, because no one would expect kids to do this stuff. So they go to different locations and they do their black ops jobs. It's pretty fantastic. It's pretty fantastic. And uh, it's done. The art is a weird style. I read the first issue and the art turned me off a lot. But by issue three, I was like totally over that because the story is so, so good.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm reading for indie books, I'm reading Sync. I don't know if you read that, so I read that. I know that that was on Kickstarter, but it's, it comes out regular. Um, I've got Baby Teeth, you know, that's a great book. Um, what else do I got? I got The Mall. I'm reading Lodger, um, some of my crime yes. stuff. Um, I like, you know, I'm reading all the Kirkman stuff, Walking Dead and all that, you know, the, all that, you know. Sure, stuff, yeah. But I think everybody reads that stuff.
3: Yeah, um, what else is good? Outpost Zero is really good. That's a science fiction book. Um, there's so many books out, man. It, you know, Marvel, DC, and Indie, if you really look at and and what I like to do is go to comiclist.com and they pretty much list everything that's coming out by week. Uh, so, you know, maybe you look through that, and you find something, and you're like, what the heck is this? Uh, there's a book called Captain Ginger. I don't know if you've heard of it, but Captain Ginger is freaking crazy. And, and maybe maybe okay. since you're you're writing dog dog days, you should check it out because Captain Ginger is about a um, human kind has been destroyed and there's a ship full of intelligent cats. Uh, it's like Star Trek with, with with kitties.
4: Well, I mean, I, I read uh, Murder Falcon. That's not close enough. I mean,
3: <laughs> <laughs> dude, Murder, Murder Falcon. <laughs> I, I I feel like I should like like, bang my head every time I, I, I read that book, because it's that kind of book. <laughs> Murder Falcon is amazing. Yeah.
4: And can you believe it? I just read the latest issue of Hit Girl this week, and at the end of it, I found out that um, uh, Kevin Smith's doing the next one. How can Kevin Smith, Smith be doing a next run of a book and it not be, like, crazy <sighs> shouted out? That's crazy to me.
3: Well, I'll tell you what. Smith Smith is... He used to be the man for me. I loved his movies. I was the biggest Kevin Smith fan in the world. But this thing now so, where he's, like, stoned all day is not endearing to yeah. me whatsoever. Like, when, he, when I, DC I, streaming I, service, hmm, they did their, their big rollout for Disney's streaming service, and Kevin Smith was the host of it. And I turned it off after, like, 30 minutes because I couldn't stand. He was, like, flubbing lines. He was misreading the cue cards. He didn't know what segment was next. It was, it was embarrassing, man. It really was. And uh, so, yeah, yeah and I love the
4: man. That's what I loved about him back in the day was he talked about marijuana and drugs as a, as a thing, but he never did it. So you always had this respect for him and go, oh, oh, you know, he's just using it as a thing. But if you can see as he right. plays in movies. Like, uh, when you got into Zach and Miri or, you know, uh, Jay and, and Bob, you're like, oh, that's not what I want.
3: Yeah, exactly. Give me more clerks, clerks too. Even was a, was the astounding movie, Chasing Amy is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, even right. Roll Rats, you know. I, but I think you know Smith also had this this revelation, and that was his books will make certain amount of or his movies will make a certain amount of money, and that's it. There's a window to Kevin oh. Smith fans, and I think he's kind of sad about that. But uh, anyway, I think we, we've kind of run over a lot of time here, so we're going to cut it yeah, off for definitely. now. But I, you know what? <laughs> yes, open open invitation to have you back on the show at any time you want to. All right, I appreciate that. All right, well, we'll talk soon, man. Absolutely. Thanks, man.
0: Hey, it's Kurt here, and you're listening to Nerd Nation Radio. Crack, that was a great interview. Wow, one of my best. We're, we're back. back. It's not like this has only been two seconds since the last time we talked. <laughs> anyway, that's our show. I don't know what you're talking about, Curtis. There was a whole interview in there. Yeah, we should do a whole tune-in, nerd-out thing right now. Oh, yeah. Check back with us next week. Uh, we've got issues also coming up we'll this We're going to give you the score and who the loser was for wrestling picks. Yeah, that would be nice. Curtis week. and Gene. Yeah, a lot going on next week because uh,
1: I have a feeling Kurt, and he mentioned this himself to me earlier, he was particularly brutal. On his ratings this week.
0: Oh, for We've Got Issues. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah if, you, if you really want to listen to a week where I bash the hell out of uh, comics. has been having a bad week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, this has been a terrible week. So he's not so happy. Yeah. yeah. You're adding S's to the end of your words, and it's really funny. Release? Really? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got uh, all all next week will be Love Stinks Week. Yes.
1: Uh, which is basically Jack Graviano steals the airways from us proclaim his I
2: eight. do's
0: for Valentine's Day. I do's yeah that's the yes. whole premise. Now I'm putting S's on the ends of every words that I incentive. In so be sure with. to check it out. We might even have a commercial to plug into this episode. I doubt it. Oh. Are you tired of all the romantic crap that you read, see, and hear every Valentine's Day? Me too and I'm taking over. Love Stinks Week is coming to Nerd Nation Radio. Special Nerd Nation official top fives and an amazing Love Stinks episode of Nerd Nation Radio. Finally, a week for the rest of us. Love Stinks, coming soon to Nerd Nation Radio. Top fives galore. Be sure to check out our social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, all the other places that were out there. Blog Talk NerdNation nerd Radio. NerdNationRadio.com Yes. NerdNationRadio.com. We will always be uh Facebook, NerdNation, and NerdNation Radio. We are also on several um,
1: podcast aggregates. Yeah, so um, just
0: check whichever one it is that you use. You'll find us yeah, probably. Yeah, look, look for NerdNation Radio.
1: Yeah, or Google search NerdNation Radio and we'll come up. Yeah, we should. We tag ourselves Radio. and everything. <laughs> just... Anyway,
0: we're, we're losing steam we are yeah. do we have any
1: let's yeah. say well you have more steam now than at the beginning of I house. did this is true I, that coffee's
0: I, clearly kicked in an yeah, yeah, hour I, later I drank a, a cup of sugar I enjoyed my hot cocoa yes <laughs> which was supposed to be chocolate flavored coffee but it was just chocolate and I stuck to vodka right <laughs> so anyway so there we go tune in nerd out thanks for listening visit us online at nerdnationradio.com like us on Facebook Instagram Twitter and Grinder. At Nerd Nation Radio. So until Until next time, time, tune in. nerd Nerd out.